Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker. Go by One Who Parks on Discord. This is Jeremy. I'm over Discord. I don't give a shit. This is Aaron. I go by Treffenwood. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Uh, we got a couple quick announcements for you. First of all, um, if you weren't aware, obviously there was a new uh, Crisis Pack released last week. Um, a lot of people are excited about it and just want to give you a few heads up. Uh, first off, Muse on Minis is updating their pre-marked mats, so if you enjoy pre-marked mats, those will be out very soon. Um, and also, if you're into the list building we've been doing lately with Hydra, um, this Saturday, also known as December 17th, uh, I'm on an episode of Danger Room with Mike DeLuca, and he interviews me about uh, the Hydra list we've been playing, or I've been playing and we've been talking about. But uh, So that was pretty fun. And without further ado... That's going to take us into the news. Hey, news, 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 news. So the news, of course, the first big one is the mission. We're not going to go through all the missions now. We're going to wait for that for a little bit. But a secondary news that I'm really excited about, actually, is the Rhinos card. So we know what the Rhinos card is going to do. Alexei Sitsevich is a four-cost character. He's got three uh, physical, three energy, and two mystic defense. Seven health on the front side and six on the back. Otherwise, he's identical. He is size four and a slow mover. However, he's not just a slow mover. He's got some juggernaut light features in here. He only has one attack. Is it him and Wong? Are these the only two characters that have only one attack right now? I was trying to think um, about it. I don't think so. I think there's some others, but there's not many. I'm sorry, okay. the grunts, of course. What? Hawkeye? Hawkeye, the grunts. Hawkeye, there you go. Hawkeye only has one as well. So his one attack is called... The grunts aren't characters, really. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, they are. They are characters. (laughs) Quotation characters, characters. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So his attack is a physical attack called Gore. It's range three with five dice. He does gain power for all the damage he deals, and he places within one of the target character before damage is dealt. So that's his one attack. We're, we're, I'm just going straight to the powers, because I think this guy has a set of powers. Not really. His attack is just his attack. Uh, the first one is called Stampede. Uh, for three power, he, he moves, pushes himself medium. Uh, he demolishes all size two or smaller terrain that he touches as he gets pushed medium. And then after that, the next gore attack adds two dice to his attack roll. He can only use it once per turn. Uh, this is very similar to Juggernaut's ability, although Juggernaut can blow up size three, right? Or yeah, up to size three, and he does damage to characters. Right, but it's only push short, right? So he goes. His is short. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Rhino actually goes further with his. Um, he also has for three cost. Uh, nobody ever excuse. Nobody ever accused the Rhino of good manners. One of the longest names for power we've seen so far. Uh, it is a size four terrain only throw. Within two, he throws it medium for three power. He has passive aggressive. He has a passive uh, Honorary, which is uh, very similar to Sin's ability and Red Guardian's, which is if he's been damaged by an effect, an enemy or ally, he gains one power if he's not dazed. And he is uh, Rhino Hide, which is the passive that gives him DR. I have a few things I'd like to say. I, I want you to say them, but I'm but I'll, I'll, I'm really interested to find out if you get all the things that I want to say. This is this is what I'm going to do. Okay, go. Well, I know I'm going to say shit that you aren't going to say. Uh, at least I think so. Uh, I am upset that Asmodee lied to us. They said he would have a nerd to pain, 
in the description, and he doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never felt so lied to since the Craven panel to play when they said he could move and attack four times. And with 12 dice. Seven, seven, eight, 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 this character attack. can move twice, attack twice, and roll 12 dice. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you have, like, brain damage, that's how that reads. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, we didn't add all these things on top of each other. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's annoying. But I, obviously, passive damage reduction is great. If he had had an earn to pain, I think this model would have been terrible. Um, because uh, the other thing I don't think people are really thinking about when they talk about him is that he doesn't have the Juggernaut's ability to gain power. And so right. he can't just spend three power every turn to move himself. So that's going to be a lot harder to do. Um, uh, that being said, he is incredibly mobile for a short mover. Um, I'm not as big of a fan of the when it suffers damage gain a power thing as other people are. Because I don't, why would you ever attack this guy? He gets extra power, he has aggressive, and he wants power. Like, this is the last model you should be attacking. Not to mention, he's hard to kill anyway. He's literally going to gain more power than you from you attacking him. Yeah, I feel like this guy, first thing I thought was, oh cool, you know, I, I love the power Henri, or its versions on Sin and Red Guardian, like, I, I love the effect. I love, for some reason, it makes That's me good. really happy to give an extra power down whenever I take a damage. And when I take one damage, and I get two, I'm just like, yee, it just feels really good. It's very satisfactory for me. However, you know, giving this, sorry, giving it to uh, a deep health with DR, that's even better, because how many times do your, do your DR characters take one damage? It happens a, you know, a fair amount. So I was really excited at first, but then I immediately thought what you thought, which was, this guy has anti-taunt. Like mm-hmm. he has, he has, he's worse than Sabretooth actually a little bit for it because with Sabretooth you can actually attack him and then you can, you know, bank on him just whiffing his claw attack back because it does sometimes, right? But this guy is every single time you attack him, you shouldn't do a lot of damage and you're just feeding a lot of stuff he can do back to you soon. Um, so why attack him ever? Um, yeah, it I think you have to attack him. Because I don't, I I think you have to because he is super fast and he doesn't need power to be super fast. Large right. base, range three. Place yourself on the backside, attack someone on the back of them. Range three. I mean, he's just wherever he wants to be, beating on whatever he wants to beat on. But I think, but beat on is right now five physical dice. Like there are lots of characters at the game that can probably just sit there and go cool. Like you have five physical dice. He Enjoy. does have great. Um target of the ability like he has the ability to dig deep on your opponent's list mm-hmm. and he can contest basically any point he wants mm-hmm. and i'm imagining with the new layouts he can probably even contest two sometimes um yeah i don't know i it, this is gonna be an interesting model because like you said a four-pointer that might not even daze anybody like he has everything he has is built around people damaging him so when i when i first read him i was a little underwhelmed but I think I'm coming around to slightly above Whelmed. Um, if you look at everything he does compared to Juggernaut, he actually hits harder than Juggernaut does. Right? Juggernaut's a 5 threat. Um, he either gets 2 5 dice or 1 8. Uh, Rhino is theoretically getting a 5 and a 7 every turn. Mm-hmm. And with that 5 and 7, all he has to do is refund 2 power, and he does it again next turn. So most situations he's doing that turn 2 and on every single turn. Uh, and you combine that, with uh, the free move that's built into the um, extra dice for the gore attack. Uh, so he gets a, a free medium move and a 5-7 dice every turn. That seems really, really good. Um, I, good. Doesn't have to pay for DR, but can't go down to 1. 
seven and six on the health pools, and the only negative when you're comparing him to like Juggernaut's the three three two on the defenses. Uh, so not quite as tanky, but again, he's four threat, not you know, not five. The the huge thing you're missing is the helmet rule, right? Like that you oh, can't yeah. just be walked off points, and yep. that's the problem with Juggernaut is that you you can't get him off the point. You have to kill him, and so you almost just have to give up and let him do what he's doing. As where this guy, you can have just have one mind controller walk him off the point after he goes, and he can't do anything. Right. There are lots of in if he doesn't roll his damage, like you will roll five dice and probably roll seven, like you said. But if he doesn't for some reason, if he has a sad turn, it's it's kind of a weird positive and negative. It's positive because Juggernaut can do the same thing, and you spent five points for him. But when Juggernaut does it, he's also right there. <laughs> your opponent has to kill him because he can't move him off. There's or he's, re- he's restricted in his abilities to move him off. Rhino is the opposite. There are a lot more effects that can move him off. So rather than having to kill him, you can just move him and start to win that way. I, I think... can definitely see. I was underrating his damage a bit because he's eventually gonna get the, to the three power line, mm-hmm. and then he's swinging the seven dice, like you said. And he's eventually going to start start the like the Modoc gravy train of well I rerolled into three hits so now I got three more power back and then I'm going to reroll three more like so he's just he feeds itself once he gets going and so I can definitely see that he is a momentum momentum building kind of character and in the later turns he's definitely going to be scary. I do see this um, like one thing I thought for him is he will replace like in my guardians list he's actually going to replace uh, I think I had. Th- three i think i had juggernaut um i think i, I think i had like f- f- four or five pointers in that list or something like that like the kind of t- to pick which one i wanted in for the situation that i had but i think he's going to replace one of them not i don't think he'll replace juggernaut but i think he'll, he'll replace one of them so that i can also play variable points and not just mm-hmm. kind of be restricted to that five point thing because i think he does a juggernaut light kind of job and unlike the other four-point large bruiser, which is Black Dwarf, Black Dwarf is super sedentary, very sedentary compared to this guy. So when you're trying, when you're trying to reach for a uh, kind of a stocky model to go deep, it's not Black Dwarf, um, but this guy is for four points. He does he does a great job. So, of that. Uh, do you guys see anything in his kit that you think she, people should be wary of that like traps that they people might walk into with him? Yeah, he places himself twice, essentially, and then throws a giant size four at your face. <laughs> I meant at playing as him, not oh. like playing against him. <clears throat> I think if you use him like Black Dwarf, you're probably using him wrong. If he just stands in the middle of the board and swings at things, I think he's supposed to be going all over the place, getting to weak models that he can take advantage of, and oh, getting, oh. In, get, getting in positions that you know maybe threaten multiple oh, sure, scenarios. Yeah. So you're saying don't just stand still with your incredibly mobile model? I agree with that. <laughs> well, I think if, I think Solid. I think if people I'm see, not, that that came off way ruder than yeah. I meant. I was, what I, to what me. I'm, well, I I guess, was not shit talking you. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, I think they could look at this guy and go, "Oh, he'll be a great mosh pit guy. I'll just grow into yeah. the run he's into not the black center. dwarf. He's a headhunter. Like, right. he's, he's out there to go get stuff. Yeah, right. that's part of his kit. I agree. Yeah, he, he's going to uh, see Wong sitting at your back point and say, "Yeah, that's my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go right. get him. Right? Because we don't we don't do a lot of uh, like his range three place on a large base." It's huge. It's going to be, yes. Like, yeah. you can say it, but until you actually watch, see it on the on the, the map, well, uh, I think that's going to be a lot bigger. Huh? It's not a range three place, though. Like, so the, way more than that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's way more than range three. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's front, it's range three to attack, and then you can place within range one of the backside of them. You can cover a ridiculous space. 
And that's what I was going to say. Like, has anyone measured out how far you get with the medium plus range three attack? Like, even if you start out of range to, of anybody, you can push medium, and medium's, I think, roughly five inches. It's a three-inch base. Call it eight inches total. It's probably a little bit less than that. And then you're going to throw six-inch range attack on the top end of it. Like, he's going 14 inches, roughly. Like, that's a really far away attack. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, his threat range is pretty nuts. And then he's going to get to attack again on top of that, which in place again. So some of the trap falls I was talking about, though, is I know a lot of the newer missions deal damage to you. He only reduces damage from enemy effects, not from friendly and not from uh, crisis effects. Honory mm-hmm. uh, also does not trigger on non-enemy and non-friendly damage. It doesn't work on crisis stuff. And the last one is you must place within one of your target on gore. And so your opponent can bodyguard and basically force you to get off of a point if you do it on your last attack. So be wary of stuff like that. Like if someone can shunt the attack to somebody else, they can force you to place in a weird spot. Yeah, I think this dude is all about violence. He is a different yeah. version of Logan and Apex Predator. Yeah. like He's not sitting on a point. He is getting people. This definitely looks exciting to play with something like Spider-Foes because he's just going to mosh it up with everybody and just go kill people. And so he has the, he has the action economy and threat range that the rest of Spider-Foes don't, but still the robust stat line that they have. The uh, and he also is going to come with a bunch of tactics cards, and we we could see some cool tactics cards coming out of it too, because we know he's coming with those specifically for him apparently. Yep. All right. What's next? Uh, that was that was all the news. That was, that was oh boy. B- besides the big news, which is missions. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a quick refill. Someone has yeah, to shave more. their head, right? Someone lost yeah. a bet at least. I mean, please tell me. <laughs> One sec. I'll be right back. You guys can talk about the bet. I totally did not lose or make oh here's here's a little bit of news i know this is like probably not news to anybody who paid any half attention but for those of you who never opened up a rivals box uh i knew that the original rivals box with spider-man and doc ock had the cool foily like slightly alternate art cards but Mm -hmm. i just assumed that this rivals box because it was debuting two models would not be foily i was totally wrong i bought my rivals i opened it up and they have beautiful cool foil cards in there so what I if that no means idea. down the road they're just going to put the box with both of them in it and be done? I am. Well, we've seen a bunch of like refactioning, reback, reboxing. So mm-hmm. I would be shocked if we don't see a Weapon X box that has a lot, you know, X23 Honey Badger, new Sabretooth, new Wolverine with non foil cards. It makes sense. But. Oh, you think so? Like in the next year or just eventually? Oh, I say eventually. I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, if it's going to be like a year away, I could see that. Well, the, I was I was just saying that they the the rivals box has foily versions of the cards, and yeah, they're all their media they put out has the regular you know primary color art cards. So I'm assuming that they won't oh, the the only cards you'll ever see for these characters will not just be these foily ones that come in the box. But yeah, I could definitely see that down the road. Yeah, um, can I tell you something that frustrates me about rivals boxes? What's up? Is we know they're updating Spider-Man, and so my super foily cool Spider-Man card is now trash. That is the first thing I said about the Spider-Man update. Is when they, mm. when they when they updated it, the first thing I thought was, "Then I will never buy that box <laughs> because mm. I can't." That was the reason to have that box for me. Was that awesome? Well, card. you do get the sweet looking models. We suspect yes. they are updating Spider-Man's card. You think it wasn't just a typo, or you're saying it was a typo? 
Uh, I'm saying the jury's out until I have a card in my hand. I don't think that. I don't even know that that could happen. Like uh, how it, even... it has happened in the past. They have previewed digital art uh, that was incorrect with respect to statistics on cards. What's the example? I'll have to go find it. Okay. Screenshot. It was a wording. Happen. It was a wording on a card that was released, and then they changed it. I was gonna say there's there's been like digital versions of tactics cards, but there's never been they changed a printed card to a different printing and messed up the wording. I've never seen that. And so I've seen them like spoil playtest material that was supposed to go to print and they said they'd spoiled the wrong thing, but I had not seen like, I hadn't seen any of the cards that they rotated ever come with anything incorrect on those cards, mm-hmm. but I could have just missed it. All right. Well, while Aaron's looking, we'll get into uh missions. Also known as crises, 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 crisis, something, something like that. <laughs> it's already plural. Shut up. Just keep going. You'll get it. All right. So the first one we're going to talk about is alien ship crashes in downtown. Seventeen point extract. Um, it is on deployment. C is in Charlie. Um, Player score one victory point for each character they control that is holding a power core, and then. Interact, picks up power core, can only hold one power core. During the cleanup phase, each character with three or more power holding a power core rolls three dice. For each skull and wild, you suffer a damage and is placed in two. Motherfucker holding a bomb. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you become a bomb because you're too powerful, right? You're, you're like, yeah. Uh, something about but this, like, oh, Groot would be again. amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Groot would be amazing because he just heals the damage and yeah. then has no power. <laughs> yeah, the um, one of the things about this is that you, if you want to turn one of your opponent's models into a bomb, all you do have to do is damage them a little bit. Or if you have like an auto-damaging effect, you just like turn it on for them. However, it also means that if you go ham on somebody, a bunch of like range 2 attackers get up close and really try to kill somebody to get to the power core and you don't win, um, yes, you might get that last one damage whenever they pop but you will also take a damage so now you're maybe picking up the power core with enough power to explode and also take a damage again i like this because if you dump damage into somebody who's just picked up an objective um it punishes them in the long term because they're gonna potentially take more damage and they're gonna take because they have power and then you know you're also lowering the amount of time they can run away from you. As where in the past it always felt like if you attacked them and came up short, you were punished because there was no penalty once they ran away from you. Uh, to be fair, it is only it's a three dice counter strike, and we all know how mm-hmm. well counter strike does damage. So yeah. I mean it's not consistent by any means, yeah. but it's but also um, oh is it worse than a three dice counter strike? Oh, the character holding the power core and all characters within two. Yeah, they become damage. a bomb. Gotcha. But interesting. But they. But it's only skull. It's skulls and wild. There's and so ha, is that the same as crits and wilds? Is that is that exactly mm-hmm. Counter Strike? Okay. Yeah. The only doubles are blanks and hits. Okay. So to be clear, this was Alien Ship. This was one of the ones where you could roll on for an entire game and never get it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one of the rehashing of these things is they don't do that anymore. So there's yeah. no nothing like that in the game anymore. So this is a, there is three things. You can pick them up. If you pick it up, it is now a bomb. Read the rules. Yeah. I feel no, like, I like that. Because I, it's no longer like one side is hugely advantaged based on when and where they roll dice. Yep. 
Uh, hot take. I feel like this one is strong for an attrition list would probably like this one because it's low scoring. You're only going to ever score three total. It's, yep. it's unlikely that your opponent's going to have control of all three. Um, and if they do have control of all three, they're probably taking more damage, maybe in big groups, if they if they have a lot of power while they're doing it and you're trying to kill them. Mm. I feel I feel well, like attrition lists will like this one now. It's good for spread out lists too. Like if you're playing like a blit, like if you know you're worried about playing against against a brick list like Avengers, then you can take this in your list and maybe help break that up because they're disadvantaged to stand on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron, have you played this one yet? I have not. This this is one of my three I'm taking with Weapon X. Good I think for you. I think I'll like it. And we're gonna find out. Jeremy, I have not played this one yet. No. Okay. All right. We'll we'll move on to the next one. So really quick, yeah. you just said yeah. mentioned a Weapon X in this. Can you go over the uh, for anyone thinking about doing similar the timing between damage from Crisis and uh, healing effects? So this happens during the cleanup phase, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. you are gonna... yeah. There's, there's no interaction. Yeah. Yeah. It happens think... during the cleanup phase. The only thing a... that would be go ahead. No, there was a sorry. There was a key interaction. Uh, I misspoke. Um, in the tournament uh, we went to over the weekend, sorry, not tournament, casual game day. Uh, Perrin and his opponent came down to the t- cleanup phase timing, and this mission, one of them was going to win depending on the timing resolution. Did you score oh, yeah. the VPs or did you blow up first? Was really that you, you the score question. the VPs? You score first. VPs. That is yeah. correct, but yeah. uh, again, there was a question in their minds, and it yeah. came down. No, to... if you, the only reason I know that is because it's been brought up in my games before. Right, but yeah, it, scoring happens first. Yep, I just and wanted then, to throw that out there so that everyone. Yeah, knows. just like the old Mayor Fisk mission, days people weren't affected by it because they move before people on days, but it was after scoring. So because they don't move unless you score them, and that's when all the crisis shit happens. Mm-hmm. Right, and you um, score everyone, then you blow everyone up. Right. All right, moving on. Deadly Legacy Virus Cured. Uh, place three Legacy Cure token assets as shown on map C. So another Charlie deployment. Player score one victory point for each Legacy Virus they hold during the cleanup phase. Seems very familiar so far. Uh, interact Legacy, pick one up. You must spend one power per Legacy Cure you're already holding. Very familiar. No. Uh, no. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's exactly the same. And then during the cleanup phase, if no, it's, a non-drunk... It's not the same. You, it no longer cures. Yeah, sorry, but the that mechanic is the same. Oh, it yes, no longer gives the, the remove negatives. Yes. yes, it doesn't remove negative effects now. Right. And then uh, during the cleanup phase, if a non-drunk character is holding all three legacy cures, its controlling player does not score victory points from a crisis card as normal. Instead, remove all legacy cures from the game. Then this player character is KO'd and the controlling player scores three, six victory points. So it's not... Many changes. Eight. So <laughs> yeah. first of all... It's six instead of eight to reduce the total by two. Secondly, it's in the cleanup phase, not immediately in the middle of the turn. Yep. Uh, and it can't be on a grunt. Those are the changes. And you don't score the victory. Because the timing change, you also don't score the victory points for it. So mm-hmm. that's all important. Things. Oh, right. Yeah. So grunts can hold them to score them. They just cannot assemble them. Yes. It just does. Yeah, correct. It doesn't trigger the thing. Yeah. Cool. All good things, um, right? Yeah. Yes. This all seems great. This is much better than it was before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was it was super one sided because it's a win more right when you're removing the negative effects and so if you're playing against somebody who uses negative effects, not only are you advantaged because you're winning on points, but you're advantaged because you get to remove all their bullshit and they don't like. So if you're playing like Mayor Fisk or Terrigen Clouds, like oh, just all your models are poisoned and mine aren't because no fucking mm-hmm. reason. Like it's really stupid. 
Would you say this points, is still still slow as dirt? I was gonna say, is this? Uh, you guys used to just say like, please never ever um, play this because it's so dangerous. Is it no longer so dangerous? It's less dangerous for sure. Mm-hmm. I think time will um, tell. Uh, this used to it, be probably my hated, most hated one because it was so exploitable by specifically recently Steve Engers. Uh, but anyone with the the correct list to be able to exploit it could. Yeah. They still can, but the key takeaway there is that uh, the assembling happens cleanup phase, not when they're all together. So now yeah, you have so counterplay. Mm-hmm. So the problem before is you just take a super character like Magneto or Doctor Strange or Thanos, anyone who had like high threat range and potency, you would walk in, daze like two people in one turn, pick up both their things and win the game instantly in the middle of the turn. Mm-hmm. And there was no reprisal, you just won the game. Or you went up to like... 14 to 6 and it was like good job like try and stop me from getting two more points like it was impossible um and so now that that is not no longer a problem because you get a chance to respond Mm -hmm. so you they have to survive the turn after getting all three of them on one person now there are there are still three extracts in the game that are potentially susceptible to uh shenanigans specifically uh stock pooling extracts on a defensive or slippery model like before if hulk picked up the alien core you just shook hands and were like good game right Mm -hmm. i'm never getting it off that dude or juggernaut so none of those exist but there are three extracts in the game now where one character can have as many of them as they want and this is one of them so i I think there's still potential for an extract focused team to want to play this to put the extracts on say hulk or juggernaut or pass them off to toad um and, and just kind of compile them and keep sure. them safe somewhere yeah obviously having a vault type character to hold your extracts is great um and so it would be there is a strategy somewhere that where you play all the ones where you can stack them so yeah that's good to know anything about this mission though that you want to talk about other than things we've already touched on not i uh okay. jeremy you said you think it's a you think it's uh somebody if you think it's now available for killy factions you i think, think it's always been killy factions but before you could assemble yeah. it really easily so that was the only thing that was the catch mm-hmm. now you assembling it really fast if you're killy you just kill the model that's going to assemble something like you can take mm-hmm. it apart instead of all of a sudden bamf like you lose mm-hmm. yeah uh, everyone slow. wanted it's... to play this one but you couldn't because yeah. of how exploitable it was mm-hmm. i just think it's slow it's it's a three yeah you know, you, you shouldn't be able it's a, to... It's a three-point extract that's 19 points, and it's centrally located. That's exactly what fighty lists want mm-hmm. until all of a sudden, you know, you lose the game because, you know, this <laughs> mission is annoying. And so that's way less of a problem. And, like, also, I'm just a fan of things not being super exploitable, right? Like, mm-hmm. you should be able to build a list around some kind of gimmick and just win games because it's a stupid gimmick. Mm-hmm. So like I, play, against that. I played this on the casual night and I actually had the virus assembled against me. Uh, late game, I still won, um, but I still would never include this because the potential for gimmicks are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's assembling it, and then there's like the gimmick, right? So yep. obviously, if you're playing it, you need to be aware of the situation at all times. But the gimmick is more like I had no, I like I had there was zero counterplay. I like I just watched it happen in front of me. Yep. All right. So moving on, our next one up, we have Fear Grips World as worthy terrorized citizens. 18 point extract. Do we have to read Four this one? Slush. Do we, is there any change to this one? I actually stared yeah. at it. I couldn't find one. There's one change. Well, I guess. Okay. Go Let ahead. me see if I find There's this one. Okay. okay, go for it. Uh, it's deployed on map D. Uh, one victory point for each hammer. 
Uh, pick up hammer for one power. Characters add one die to their attack rolls for each celestial hammer they're holding. Characters holding one or more celestial hammer tokens pay one power before playing team tactics cards. So they fixed the wording to actually do what they think it does. <laughs> That's good. Wasn't that it the argument say, you got a bug eater? Yeah. No, there's because <laughs> if they wanted to say that, it needed to have this wording, not the wording it used to have. So they wanted it to work like this, and they changed the wording to be that. That's exactly what they should have done. Good job, AMG. Like, you you know how card reading works. Uh, I'm happy. Uh, so anybody who didn't know before, it used to say spend an, one power in addition to the cost. Or no, sorry. It's, it would say spend an additional power to play tactics cards. And the problem with that is they then printed tactics cards that said for each power spent to play this card, do X. And so I, I choose to spend two. I'm forced to spend three. But you only get the effect for two, even the card said equal to the amount you spent to play the card. And so... Uh, this is cool. Uh, I still say generally stay away from this one unless you are playing abusive characters with it. Um, characters like Ghost Rider or Doctor Strange because people can get a lot of these tokens on, like we talked about earlier, a very potent character and just run the table. Usually that includes anyone with a lot of mobility and high range. You build pinata characters, so if your pinata can't run away, then you're really going to struggle. Yeah. And it just, at some point in the game, you basically are both going to have two hammers and someone's going to die and pick up the other person's hammer. It'll go three to one. And then if you don't immediately get one back, it just, it just roller coasters downhill for you. Especially if like one character ends up with three, like people play eye on the prize with characters like Thanos and Dr. Strange or Red Skull. And you do not want to see what those characters do with two hammers Mm -hmm. and let alone three or four. Yeah, Rhino. Give Rhino two hammers. I mean, you could. <laughs> if he ever had the power to pick them up. Clearly in Dark Dimension. Yeah. Except he couldn't get there, right? I don't know. He literally can't. Can you not if you start on the center? Because he's a large base? Um, You don't need eyes. I don't think so. You, I think you'd have to play eyes to get it. Okay. That's a long way away. Because, yeah, it's definitely too short. Because you need a speed medium with a medium base to get it. And so, like... And a short plus large is shorter than a medium plus small. Okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. uh, The next one we have. Mutant extremist target U.S. senators. 19 point extract. So it's already been changed. Uh, Play six senator tokens as shown on map L as in Lima. That's new. Cool. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Player score one free point for each senator they control in the cleanup phase. Interact. Pick up a senator. You can only have one senator at a time. Uh, you can only take one move action per turn while you hold a senator. So they got rid of the lowering your defense pool and slowing you down, and they just replaced it with one move, which I think is clean and less psychotic since there would be six of them. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about map L. It's a six-sided die pip. Yep. Yeah. In the, right it's in the middle. oriented to where they're three wide, correct? Yeah, three on your yeah. side, three on their side. But it's yeah. it's on the midline. Like, it's really close. Yeah, so all of the tokens are range 5 plus 3 forward, which puts them just, like, two or three inches from the center line. Mm-hmm. So they're very aggressively deployed. It's going to... It's basically mosh pit, right? Like it's, it's dodgeball. Just a bunch of it, yeah, it's the beginning yeah. of the game of dodgeball, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like dodgeball. That's a fair point. Cool. So, uh, yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a senator. <laughs> I, I personally am excited to play around with this. This is probably... This probably excites me the most. Because there is some... I'm sure there are some shenanigans with uh, like stealing all of your opponent's dodgeballs, making them come into yours, and then punishing them for it. Um, 
Yeah, that's probably true. I'm curious. I haven't measured it out. Can a medium move small base even pick up an opposing point? So like, if you brought all long movers and you went first, I'm sure you could pick up two of your opponents. And if they don't have long movers, they can't pick up yours. What do you mean? In Like, because it's past the center line, right? It's sure, like but a, a small base medium move will get you far past the center line. Because a small How, base I, short move... That much. Small base short move far. gets you to the center line. Small base short move. Double move gets you to... Yeah, so yeah. what's the difference between a short and a medium? It's like two inches, right? So four inches farther forward, is that enough? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. I would say so. Is it enough if your models are in the way? Terrain, shit, Who yeah, something can happen. I, I didn't say it's perfect. I said I'm interested mm-hmm. in exploring it. I think it's cute when you start imagining what you can do with Angela on first turn if they don't have the right deal to be able to deal with it. Because they can't go through her. So she just steps there and it's like, what are you going to do? It doesn't, it doesn't matter that they can't go through her. That rule is almost completely irrelevant to the game. Uh, it is cute, but it because the whole thing is just where you're physically standing. Like, mm-hmm. the, if you couldn't move the width of your base through her width of the base, that's a completely different conversation. But the, with the way the rule of the movement rulers work, it's almost completely irrelevant. I disagree. The only not. time it's irrelevant is she's turn. right up against a piece yeah. of terrain, and that's the only time it's relevant. And they're trying to go around you to the other side. Yeah, I think but, it's, if you base if you if she bases the, if you base the bases somebody, it becomes a little more relevant, I think. But that's what it is. But it doesn't matter because they can go through the other person. She can't go through Angela's base, so you have to immediately turn your straight line into a ninety degree angle, which is you lose. No, because they can deploy their base up against the side of their movement template, so they just turn it at like a fifteen degree angle, and then they appear here. If that makes sense, like they don't have to go to the end of the template; they can just pop up over here. No, that doesn't make any I, sense. That, you, that's you, the way it works. I could show you a drawing. Okay. It It's effectively irrelevant. It oh, stops okay. you from going to like 3% of the back of her base. Okay. And so... Oh, it, you're it saying st- the, you're saying to prevent her from... The, your, to prevent your opponent from getting around her to the extract right. is what you're saying. If they're that trying to I get agree. behind you, it, it very minimally slows them down. Right. The real important part is that she's on a medium base and takes up a medium right. base worth of space. That I agree It has with. nothing to do with angelic ribbons. Yeah. Okay. See your point. <clears throat> and so the whole thing would be pre-measuring, knowing exactly how far they could get and where your medium base displaces the most ground. Um, one thing about this one, the the senators, is that this is the first, I think this is the, yeah, this is one of the first ones we've seen. Maybe it is the first one we've seen that everybody can only pick up one, but there's six of them. I guess with mm-hmm. Spider Infected, there were five and you can only pick up one at a time. But that creates some weird things for lists. Like automatically, like you're like, I'm going to play, take a list with three characters. You're like, well, shit, you are, you're max scoring three mm-hmm. senators ever. That is bad. <laughs> like you, that was my first takeaway is this punishes tall lists because yeah. there's six extracts and they can only hold three of them. Like, period. Yeah. And a lot of the times they don't want to bring all their characters to the middle. Like, just mm-hmm. think of, like, how weird this mission is when, like, it's a B secure. It's like, are you going to go mosh pit in the middle or take the side points? Like, what are you going to do? It's so weird. And if they only send two people to the middle, they can only have two of the extracts and they have to leave and send new people to the middle. It's like, it's like Hunger Games when you go back for supplies later. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, or even in on that a- way, it's in that way, it's like Researcher where you have to decide what you're going to do. Yeah, you don't you don't have really a middle ground. Let's talk real quick about the uh, the caveat one move action per turn. Mm-hmm. So move action is uh, specifically one of the two things you're allowed to do with your actions. Does not include superpowers or movement abilities that are tied to attacks. Correct. 
So, uh, but for example, if you charged in, attacked somebody, and then picked up an objective, you couldn't move away. Correct. Right. Because charge gives you a move action, and a lot of people don't think of it that way. Right. Um, but yeah, if you did um, Hell on Wheels with Ghost Rider, he could move and then Hell on Wheels away. Yep. If you have a place effect, like Rhino's new attack. Mm-hmm. Right. I think this is going to be an interesting one. I do. I am really excited to play with it to find out what I need to take to do it. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't. I, I'm still wrapping my head around it. I'm still like, I guess a lot of guys, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. But which so, a lot of guys is what I'm, I'm pretty sure short, medium base models can't get to the opposing on a deployment Lima. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I think they get like maybe a half inch or an inch past middle line. You basically stand on top of the objective if you're medium base, but that's about it. Because a short move, short, small base gets almost exactly to the contest point. But a medium base gets like an extra total inch of movement. So you're basically standing directly on top of it. I and I concur that sounds right so i think you're going to be noticeably short to contest a lima an opposing lima point and so you'll have to have at least speed medium models period to get to the opposing side well and so i wonder if there's like an affiliation that has a lot of speed shorts that even if they're on large bases that is going to screw you over well i don't know if it's screw you over it's just you're not going to go with them first if you're trying to steal your opponent's senator like so you don't like you take your three, I take my three. I think that's the baseline, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I take oh, yours and I've double moved to get there, I'm now sitting within probably range four of just being gunned down. Well, I mean, you're within one move and attack of pretty much every model in the game. Right. On the center line, let alone wherever else you go. Right. And so you're not going to be in aim range unless they have range five, I'm pretty sure. And notably, they can move up once and attack you, but that means they're also not picking up their senators. So you're losing, right. you're losing. So that was my thought is, is how are people going to try and game this? Like we talked about, like it was like the old F deployments where it's like, well, I'm going to use a long mover to go get your point. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have a long mover. So you can't go get mine. And then you basically just have to stand there and fight me. It's your only option. Yep. And so, like I said, I'm excited to explore this. Yeah. Some more. I'm pretty excited. Models. I, I definitely models, need to get some uh, models like mystique and, uh, Black Widow 2 could be cool because they're stealth models so your opponent has to just walk up and hope they're fast enough to attack you because um, they're they stealth be. yeah but then we would... the, just because remember you when you played medium? your criminal list you can walk medium and shoot the middle points they're oh that's past right. that yeah, yeah you're right and so yeah that's why I'm saying like it does like people think like there's all this like oh I moved even closer to them like mm-hmm. the distance oh. is irrelevant because unless they had range two attacks uh, would you like to know the, the speaking of my criminals the first thing I thought of when I saw this was oh my god Daredevil's gonna love this <laughs> just because there'll be so much fucking tokens everywhere <laughs> like he'll never not get a reroll because they'll be yeah. everywhere so no I'm actually terrified that the the mal nerfs are going to mean that Daredevil comes back with a vengeance and he's on yeah. like every table again. Yeah, this I think it's funny. This one you at first you're like, oh man, scenario lists are going to like this, but then you're like, wait a minute, Daredevil would love this. He's got a lot of models. Um, they can always just go pick up one, um, but it means there's going to be so many tokens everywhere to make sure he's always getting his rerolls. He'll never not have it ever. That's hey Parker, I'll give you two guesses as to what list I played on Saturday. And your first guess doesn't count. Uh, what you played on don't, Saturday? Don't guess Daredevil as your first guess. Was it Daredevil? No, it doesn't count. <laughs> you're so bad at this. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. Turns out you're right. It is pretty good. Yeah. All right. So moving on. The first new mission, 
Paranoia Pumels Populus. Oh, please don't say Pumels. Pumels Populus. Pumels. I will Pumel them. Paranoia Pumels Populus. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. 16 point extract. Um, to play, just place four disturbance tokens on map K as in Kilo. Uh, one point for each in the cleanup phase. Uh, pick them up. You can only have one at a time. And then when a character picks up a disturbance, if there are if there is not an allied character within two of it, it suffers one damage. During the cleanup phase, if one or more characters holding a disturbance are within range two of another allied character, those characters controlling players scores one victory point. Yeah. Alright, so what the hell does this mean? There are four extracts. Each team has the possibility of scoring an extra point if the bottom condition is met. I.e. Which is an extract carrier is within two of an ally. That's all it means. Any ally. Yes. Doesn't matter if they have one that's, or not. Okay. That's not per point, no. right? Just one total. It is yeah. one. Yeah. Correct. It says if one or more. So the idea is you are advantaged if you keep models that you're trying to get the extract, get advantaged in health, and potentially a victory point if you are keeping those together. K is a weird scenario also because it's it looks a lot like um, the B... Not necessarily B. It looks a lot like C, except the center point uh, has... There's two off-center, basically, from it. So it's very similar, except there's an off-center center. Correct. And the... Outside ones are not at the same location as no. the typical split C. Right. It's four. I know because I played on it and there were seven tokens all lined off across the middle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> none of one. them. None of them were stacked. They were yeah. all separate. Yeah. Is it closer or further away? Uh, further closer away. To the what, isn't it closer to the center? One each, right? Is it four in? Yeah, they're yeah, four, four, right. they're four in instead of three in. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. they're an extra two inches further in. Yeah, they're the, towards the middle. And uh, the ones in the middle are just basically one inch off center, so they're two inches apart as well. Mm -hmm. So grunt characters are nice because uh, your grunts go first, and then you double move and you pick up the extract. Sorry, they're two inches off center, so they're four inches apart. Mm -hmm. Also, grunts don't care that much about taking a damage. Right, the grunts will take the damage, and then your parent character won't take a damage because they'll be within two of the grunt. Or you're playing Red Skull and they can't pick up the the secure. They can't pick up the extract, which is fine because they just move up to the extract and then Red Skull picks it up without taking damage. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or you can and then play Red it. Skull scores extra victory points. Yay for Red Skull. Mm -hmm. uh, has anyone played on this one other than Aaron? I have as well. Uh, um, what'd you think? The one thing that you have to do with this is no matter what, get your extra point. Because your opponent will. And the time that they don't, those are the points that are going to burn you. Um, but what if my opponent is Jeremy and he forgets? Oh, then you lose. <laughs> then, yeah, then, yeah, then Jeremy loses. Okay. Um, so that's the mo one of the most important pieces of the entire thing. That I, When I was playing it, I wasn't really paying attention to exactly what was happening. But that extra point was adding up on me. And, I mean, two turns of that, you just can't. You can't really overcome it. Yeah. I get that. And okay, it isn't, cool. yeah, and it doesn't just like fold itself together. Like you have to go, okay, this guy needs to be here at the end of this turn. And that it's hard to kind of keep track of that while also trying to like maneuver the table, unless you have all static models. Um, mm -hmm. It's just different. It's really different trying to uh, connect all the dots. This feels like it punishes uh, uh, tall lists as well because you have less opportunity to stand near each other. 
I sense a theme with these updates. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, there is a serious theme. As I was reading all of these, my my first take was, man, they do not like big models. But they, they're they accomplishing it in a way that isn't just make there be eight tokens for each mission, right? Right. Like yep. they're, they're doing it in ways that are just like, well, you can go tall, but you're going to take a punishment for it. So because let you're me, taking advantage of the priority system. Let me give you the example, because the game I played was actually against tall, and I went wide. So mm-hmm. what he did is he managed to collect three of them and be on one point. So he had three models. Each one of them had one. And he backed them all into one point. Three, four. So he was gaining five a turn. And my models were bouncing off of him because he was laser beaming everything down because they were really big. Um, yeah. And it was actually working out. Like it was strangely just fine because he was near himself with another model. And he was able to get more points than I was because he simply just took one. And because of being near each other was good, it worked out just fine. Yeah, so if you're running a a, a low-scoring blue, I can definitely see that being advantageous. Yeah, and that's what ended up happening to me. Because even if he gets three to your one, if it's like a four blue, well, then you're still scoring five. Because you're getting three and one and one, and he's mm-hmm. getting one and one and three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was... I played it, and that's what happened. So yeah, and like I said, I don't think it's just saying you can't play tall lists. It's just is discouraging it. Uh, something I thought of when I read it was if you have healing models like Venom or uh, healing factor models, when you pick it up, you will heal the damage because it happens when it picks up. So it's less punishing. Yeah. Less. Mm-hmm. You might have wanted that heal for some other reason, but or if your name is Nebula, you heal and then take damage, which is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> less good. All right. Next up, we have Research Station Attacked, 15-point Extract. Um, same deployment as before, it looks it's, like. I think it's the same. Yep. It is not. Um, scoring is not. two victory points, and then in the cleanup phase, you score one point for the evac, which used to be, I believe, two. it was two, two points, but wasn't it in the now power it's phase? One. No, it moved in the power phase. It moved yeah. In the power phase. Oh, it's only one now if you have it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's big, big difference. Yeah. Huge difference. That is wow. a big difference. Three points is a lot less than four, turns out. Yeah. I think Attrition Dreams really like this. Yeah. Super slow scoring, two points, possibly three, and they just grind people down. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we have Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership is now 20 points. Uh, Place four scroll agents on Matt, Jays, and Juliet. Uh, one point each in the cleanup. Interact, you pick one up, and a character can only hold one at a time. Then roll a die equal to his character's physical defense. If the result does not contain a crit or a wild, the opposing player pushes his character short. So I have a question. Has either of you played this mission? Has something you'd like to say about it? I have nothing to say about it. I've never <laughs> played I. it once. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you heard, right. heard from someone who played it, Jeremy. So, yeah, hypothetically... This is a scenario that this this <laughs> could happen. a sheet of paper. <laughs> this this could happen. So just I'm throwing this out here. Don't you know, dear infamous? I never thought this would happen. Imagine imagine a world where you put your sinister traps on um, whatever blue it was. It doesn't really matter that much. I think it was um, maybe Madman or something. Anyway, I put those down. I've got venom across, and the first thing I do is I move venom up, and I hadn't read this mission. And I just kind of glanced over it. I also like to not read missions. <laughs> I, I mean, I read it, but I didn't read it, read it, right? <laughs> kind of like you said, you glanced over them. That's what I did. I We're... roughly, lightly skimmed. Yeah. So I picked that one up there on the right, 
And I was like, cool. I looked at it. I was like, what do I roll again? Okay, I'll be fine. I didn't roll any of the things you need. So I get pushed. He pushes me into my own fucking trap. So I take damage from the trap and then get pushed clean into his saber tooth. So I took four damage. I moved three times. One, four. two to get on the Well, coin. you moved yourself twice. So that's moved myself times. twice. Three, four times. It moved me four times into the base to base with Sabretooth, the new Sabretooth, who mm. then dazes, then KOs him the next two turns in a row. Um, so what you're telling me is Sabretooth's really good. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. Sabretooth is good. Um, some of these scenarios have some crazy effects that y'all need to read. <laughs> um, why did you trap? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna assume yep. that you had no idea what was gonna happen, and you you just trap stuff in general. Uh-huh. Uh, so, what does map Juliet look like? Um. Okay, so it is a basically weird... a super smashed together delta. Yep. Where the defensive points are in the middle of the table, mm-hmm. and they're like four mm-hmm. inches apart on the on the between the two players, and then the the corner side points are in the same place. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So cool. yeah, we were playing a B. So I trapped his back right that had three characters basically looking to get it. So yeah, that that was not something I envisioned happening. I had I, I didn't realize that was gonna happen. I didn't realize that the push happened when it did. I was used to pushes happening during power phase or, or cleanup. cleanup, not when you interact. Technically speaking, they on the deployment card for J, they actually don't tell you how far up the side point is. <laughs> Obviously, it's supposed to be on the center line, but it technically they don't measure range to it, so you could argue it needs to be anywhere within range three. <laughs> uh, I'm just pointing that out for when people tell you that in tournaments. Mm. Okay, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> okay. It's, I randomly noticed that. I don't know how I noticed that. I was just like, wait a second. They don't actually measure this. Finally, stocks up on Winter Guard. <laughs> Yay. Does that say enemy effect, wait, though, on Winter Guard? Or does it say No, it's anything? anytime you're pushed. Oh, look at that. What? I don't believe you. I have to check. <laughs> my Venom w- might have been safe from my own stupidity. <laughs> Tell me I'm not wrong. will be pushed. I mean, conveniently, you have to roll, like crit wild and block to not get pushed so it's not very relevant but and be contesting a secure at the same time you pick up the extract there's a couple well, that's easy. a couple that's conditions because every mission's got like 16 <laughs> tokens on it so who cares right so playing this mission so actually some some real stuff um your shit's going everywhere your opponent's stuff like they drop it you go to pick it up all of a sudden you're sitting in the middle of their army their list because you got pushed by picking it up off of their model it's very mm-hmm. surprising. Yeah, this is yeah the this, scroll this agents moving you immediately is pretty cool. Yeah, this one's kind of interesting because it this is one of the very first extracts I've seen that you will I think uh, very legitimately sometimes not do that you know that kind of knee jerk in the game right now which is oh I dazed you uh, well, I'm I'm just spinning one and picking it up and I don't care what it does spinning one picking it up this one you'll be yeah. like oh I dazed you oh you have a scroll. Uh, that shit's staying right here. <laughs> like, I'm keeping my power. I may not want this. I really need my guy to be here. I don't need my guy to have an extract. Um, is that bad? I mean, is that is, is that a decision you ever make, or do you always just pick up the power and hope? Um, oh, no, you are totally right. Yeah. And it also creates a situation that's never happened before where you look at it and say, 
all right, I'm not going to daze that guy and get that until the last thing we do. Like, mm-hmm. it's all about timing now. I'm, I'm really excited to play this one. I haven't yet. But I think a lot of quote-unquote metagamers will shy away from this because it screws up their plans too much. It's too unpredictable. Oh, man. Yeah. And I, I want I want the crazy bullshit. Just throw it in. Let's just let's just play, have a fun game, uh, and take all the minutia planning just and throw it out the window. It's also a twenty pointer too. Like you're just like, let's go balls <laughs> out. Yeah. I, I I really haven't again, haven't played it, but I'm really excited for this one as well. Uh interesting thing. Uh a lot if you wanted to try to game for it a little bit, more mobile characters would have an easier time like your your guys who can push your guys with long range attacks guys that can uh, advance for power like there are a couple there are a couple characters in the game that i could see i pick this up i still have two power so if i roll badly and you push me short i can then get back to where i want to be because i have you know i can i can use a superpower to move myself so there are a couple it doesn't automatically ruin everybody's turn but it does ruin venoms um <laughs> what yeah he didn't like it Oh, wouldn't do you? <laughs> could you imagine trying to play this with convocation? Like you, somebody slams this against your convocation list, and you're like, "Ah, shit! <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever want to pick one of these up." <laughs> because I, I, I get to move my guys. Why would no, I, care? I get to move your guys. No, I get to move my guys too. That's what, the leadership just lets me place after you hit me. So like, yeah, one shot me. But I. Sure. The point is, they're still going to be at a disadvantage picking them up and wanting to be where they are at the end of the turn. I got I, long range, bro. I don't. I don't care right. You yeah, me. you're right, Brandon. You're right. They're just going to laugh it off. I know. That's <laughs> they're what the I one. Said. They're the one faction that just gets to laugh this off. They go, ha 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 ha. We're not worried about this. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad we agreed. To be fair, I think it'll be funny that if you ever, if you're, you're a convocation player out there, and you do get this played against you somehow for some reason, and then you magically roll a crit or wild on your two dice every time, and just somehow like it never matters to, to get, because yeah, you, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. My opponent basically did. Like he he yeah. he basically <laughs> rolled that to not move every time where I, I moved every. I, time. I plan on putting this in lists. I'm very excited. It's chaos. It, it it's mm-hmm. amazing. It was a lot of fun. I thrive in chaos. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up, we've got Spider-Infected Invade Manhattan. Surprisingly, 17 points. No change. Uh, Foxtrot deployments, one point each. Holds one. Power phase on damage. You are advanced short by the enemy. Yep, looks like the same old Spider-Infected. Still hate it. (laughs) I mean, it's good for some affiliations. I will say it's really good for affiliations that want a blank text on the crisis card because people never yeah. remember to it after turn two. Um, I've actually, I have now gotten to the point where I do not forget to do it, but I have played multiple tournaments in which I've, I've seen no one ever resolve this after the first turn. Like they do it the first turn. Mm-hmm. That's the only turn they do it. Well, it doesn't happen on the first turn. So luckily that just means never. Sorry. The second turn is when they resolve it. The first oh. opportunity to resolve it is when they remember, but for some like, reason talking to me, like I'm the asshole. You just no, lied to our audience. I so. think it's funny. <laughs> Does anybody can anybody tell me why does this one? Why do people always forget the proc on this one? Because I don't see that uh, happen on any of the others. None of the other ones have like roll a die in the power phase stuff. Okay. None of it's roll a die. Yeah. All the roll a die shit is always when you like when you first touch it. Yeah, it's just weird. It's some sort of psychological. And now, effect. now that's not going to be the case. So yeah. I, I think people just be more attuned to the missions nowadays. 
Uh, moving on, we have Struggle for the Cube continues. This is the one I wanted to change the most. So uh, let's see. 17 point extract, deployment F, one point damage, power for. Okay, cool. So it's exactly the same. That's awesome. Where'd you go? Not, you got exactly on. what you wanted. Same. Good same. things come to those who wait. It's not the same. It's not the same. Montessi nope. changed. No, Cube, your guy doesn't die during the um, power phase. Oh, it's anymore. in cleanup now. Yeah. yeah, it's in cleanup. That's way better. You don't get time walked. Yay. Only get time walked if you play Dormammu now. <laughs> True. <Hell yeah. laughs> fact. It's raining cold hard facts up in this bitch. All right. Uh, and I think this is the last extract. Just a second. One more. I, the, the one I'm about to read. Okay. You're right. The Montessi formula found 18 point extract. Place three spell books on map Echo. One victory point for each. Can only had one. They've changed the beam to Mystic instead of Energy. Mm-hmm. A character only spellbook may use this attack once per activation, once per turn. It cannot add additional dice or modify its attack dice during this attack. Mm-hmm. They fixed it. Sabertooth is no longer the best sorcerer in the universe. Yeah. Nine mm-hmm. dice beams are in dark rain with full rerolls. It's definitely not okay. Fuck that. That guy was good. The, book. the guy was like fucking insane. So real quick, uh, people forget this all the time. It cannot add additional dice to this attack. That means you do not explode your crits. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the other card uh, that has the same wording is sacrifice. People will misplay sacrifice often as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's defense. Yeah. Well, they assume cool. it's just a bodyguard to someone else. Well, there's some more yeah, text. Yeah. On, there's Techni- more text. On technically, the yeah, there's more stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I play it on Bob, it, there's no more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which <laughs> is like I, I pay one power. Bob is dazed. We'll move on now. <laughs> so, so I really like the change to Montessi. They made the Mystic Beam Mystic. Okay, that's more thematic. Uh, although it does take I away mean, some of the Lightning Bolt is a spell. <laughs> I'm fine with it being energy, but Mystic would be better. Well. Don't make it an energy attack and call it a mystic beam. How about that? Um, and they took away all the ways you can abuse it. So yeah, I'm yeah. totally happy. No, with getting this rid change. of the abusable things like like Black Panther getting to re-roll six beam attacks on energy is yeah obviously not okay. Right. There's also things like everybody who did passive all the assassin abilities in the game mm-hmm. it just lets you re-roll one. Yeah. Obviously, there was a lot of ways to abuse it. We all agreed this is better. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, into the secures, we've got Cosmic Invasion, Black Order Descends on Earth, 16 points secure. Four points uh, on map Delta, one point for each. During the power phase, some Cosmic Vaults will radiate Cosmic Energy. Starting with the player with priority, roll one die for each character they control within one of a Cosmic Vault. Uh, on a crit, wild, or... Sorry, just crit or wild, you gain two power and are pushed short. The opposing player resolves the push. It is no longer away. It used to be away, correct? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that's cool. I like that it's not just away anymore. So you actually risk like being pushed towards other people. Yep. It also Again. stops you from gaming things. Like some, you could backstop. Yeah, you could backstop and make it impossible to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Or set yourself up to get like a launching pad, an extra movement towards yeah. where you where you wanted to get the next. Uh, next turn. Yeah, you still know the far side of your point with priority. Your guy gets pushed forward and gets to immediately activate. Yep. So, again, taking away abusable game interactions. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs up. I like it. Anything else moving on? 
Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians, 17-point secure. Three origin bombs, as shown on map I as in India. Hmm, what is I? I is a diagonal line. Stagger stepped. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This was, um, fuck, what was this called in War Machine? Doesn't it's matter. Like pre- pre- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there's a, I can't remember what it was called, but there, the, this is a standard deployment. It's um basically your right side of the center line is closer to you. And obviously, then that means the left one is farther away. So you basically have one defensive point on a center line. Uh, I like this deployment. It's really good. Uh, The only downside is it generally means the table terrain is way more important than on other maps because it's not symmetrical. So if you just randomly have a size 5 building in front of your objective, you're fucked. So you you can't just go to the other side. You say downside, I say upside. Because... Well, yeah, because that means second player has more power, right? Because they can fuck your opponent. But also, that just means whenever you go second, there won't be that said piece of terrain. <laughs> True, but yeah, I appreciate uh, ways to, to to quasi balance out the the quote unquote going yeah. first advantage. Honestly, I think a lot of these missions have done a decent amount to to deaden that. But yeah, it's not gone yet. All right, so that was map I. Origin bombs roll dice equal to the character's energy defense if the roll contains more. Damaging results, the number of healthy enemy characters, you are now controlling it, and if you roll at least one skull, you suffer one damage. That is unchanged, I believe? Correct. Mm-hmm. It's just a deployment change. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I think that... One. I oh, like... yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, ahead, yeah, Jeremy. one point each, not not <laughs> three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is just strictly better. Like, 100% yes. <laughs> better. Good job. Thumbs yeah. up. Oh, is Deadly Meteors... I... A majority. That's yeah. right. It was a majority score. It was yeah, the right. most score wins. Yeah, yeah, I've won games like twenty-two to zero on this fucking mission, and yeah. it, it was a close game. Like it was just like, I'm sorry, every round you're gonna miss the one roll that would have saved you three points, mm-hmm. and which is a six-point swing every turn. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Yep, I hated it. It was so bad. Uh, so good. This is all good. The map is better, and the interaction is better. I love it. Moving on, and I think I'd be a lot happier with pay to flips. With non-symmetrical deployments, asymmetrical deployments, where it's like you have a defensive point that you is easier for you to defend. Mm-hmm. It's not just we're fighting mm-hmm. across the middle in neutral territory. Mm-hmm. It plays good. On. I played it. Yeah. It's good. Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. 19 points secure. Three flaming portals on map Echo. One point for each. Uh, during power phase, uh, each character within one gains incinerate. This is unchanged. unchanged. I liked it before. Still like nine out of ten would bang again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gamma Wave sweeps across Midwest. I'm sure this is also unchanged. What could go wrong? Uh, 15 points secure, three Gamma shelters on map Echo. Uh, place one or player score one victory point if they score the close or the middle, and two victory points if they score mm-hmm. the far Gamma shelter. Uh, during the cleanup phase, each character that is not within two of a Gamma shelter suffers a damage. Gamma Shelter close to the player's battlefield is the close bullet. It explains close and far because that was not obvious. All right. Uh, so the maximum scoring has been reduced from six to four. Nice. Yeah. This is everything I love about Gamma Shelter enhanced. Bloodbath. Mm-hmm. That's what this is now. Blood Remember bath. when this first came out? We're like, oh, man, this is great because we can just fight in the middle and not worry about these stupid scenarios. And then they released Web Warriors a month later. We we're like, dear God, <laughs> we can never play Gamma Wave ever again. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think models, you know, the the, the controlling models are still gonna f- like this one, or has it become impossible now because they can't take the big, they can't can't take the advantage anymore? Well, you gotta remember that you can't get trapped in like a two point extract mission anymore. So I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it is going to be a lot more aggressively played around scoring the their back point, though, as opposed to where it used to be just fighting around. You would threaten their back point a lot, but if they you just to force them to keep models back, mm-hmm. and then you really fight over the middle. Mm-hmm. And so now I think you just run past them, get as many extracts as you can on the way past, and then you're just fighting on their point. I don't know. I, I haven't played it yet. I, that's my imagination. Uh, moving on, we've got Infinity Formula Goes Missing, 17 points secure, Matt Bravo, 1 point each, gain additional power, unchanged. Unchanged. Mm-hmm. All right. Always liked it. Um, so pretty much the core sets are mildly changed, if at all, and then the rest of them seem obviously more reworked. Um, incursions open across city as seals collapse, 19 points secure. This is the Doctor Strange mission, well, technically Wong, I guess. Uh Three dark portals on map Charlie, one point each, interact, uh, roll a not skull, not blank, place yourself, and then skull blank, you get placed by your enemy, um, place within one of another portal, otherwise uh, you place yourself. Yeah, yeah, okay. Is this, this uh, have the same points as before? Was it, it, it is definitely changed. You're not damaged anymore. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, a, it's a fucking bloodbath. Oh my god. I it's love this mission. I played on it twice. It was amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. So this is basically just this is just new demons. Without the incinerate, sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I but it's harder to get to them. This is basically this is this just expands the mosh pit zone by a foot and a half. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is just murder town. Well, it's yeah, all yeah. Uh, yeah. You say expands, but if you're standing on the point, it, you are functionally on all mosh pits. Like you. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. no, the mosh pit is just instead of being a six inch bubble in the middle, it's in it's a thirty inch wide bubble in the middle mm-hmm. that is six inches deep. <laughs> so I played uh, Pyro on it. He started his activation on one of the mosh pits. Right. Oh, it's mosh. It's mosh trench. Sure. It's just a big mosh trench, trench in the middle. Bosch Trench. I, I beamed two models, incinerated them both, hopped through, beamed two different models, incinerated them, hopped again, and uh, firewall rooted slowed the fifth model on the board. Oh, yeah. No, uh, like, oh models my God. that have lots of targets, abilities that they can do. Oh, yeah. This, this is going to yeah. be insane. And then took the portal back to the original one to end up at my starting location. Wait like, till, like, oh my God. Wait till Groot gets 10 power and roots every model you have. <laughs> Because he's like, portal hop, portal hop, portal hop, portal hop. You're like, no, stop! Root, 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 yeah. root, root, root. So the fact it doesn't cost you health anymore is, uh, it's a yeah, very that, minor tweak, but it had amazing impacts in the in the test game I have with it, so. Yeah. I mean, Groot wouldn't have particularly cared in the first place, but yeah. Right. All right, so that's great. That's interesting. I thought the damage was a bit much before, but without, I'm worried it's not enough, so we'll see. Um, next up, Mayor Fist vows to find missing witnesses, 16 points secure. Map H, as in, holy shit, what is map H? Uh, so, let's see, there's range 5 plus 2 in instead of range 3. Yep. Uh, let me do some quick math, that's farther. Uh, <laughs> yeah, four range. Ten, 10 and 3, 13 inches instead of 6. They're 7 inches further in. Each. Yeah, they're so, close to each other. <laughs> 14 each. inches each. total, each. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they're gonna get they're gonna get matched up real fast. All right, so let's, yeah. let's get back to Mayor Fisk. Mayor Fisk is so map H. They're much closer together. Two points each still. Clean up. Uh, place within two. Place suffer one damage and stun. So uh, other than the deployment change, unchanged. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, interesting. So uh, they, that's they... probably better because if we were doing the old deployment and you pulled like the J where there's the six in the middle. 
God, like, what would you do, right? They definitely, like, you... yeah. They definitely didn't want the two really far apart ones anymore. They wanted things to yeah. happen in the middle, mm-hmm. for sure. Because a lot of the time the extracts were in the middle, but that's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. every game. And obviously they get picked up immediately, and then you just have split scenario again. It got really mm-hmm. boring. I All did right. not like the split scenario. I, in this game, I didn't like split scenarios because I didn't like the idea that my army had to split up. Or it was, I had to pick one of my models to go fight. So if I didn't have a comfortable one or, that I wanted, that I was excited to do with it, I just had to let my opponent have it, more or less. I didn't yeah. like that. I, I like that this time now, I can have, if I do want to separate my list into two kind of cohorts, they can support each other. With one move action, now they can trade places or whatever. So. Yeah, and it, it, depending on where like they get put, right? Like if you score both of them, then they can get split apart again or mm-hmm. bring basically right next to each other. Like right. this is gonna a lot more often. You'll have strong lists. We'll start pushing them towards each other, and then like, okay, what happens when they're just on top of each other on the researcher? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, interesting so... that they kept the D deployments, which are the wide center line secures, but ditched the split Cs. I don't yeah. think that's surprising because. That there was nothing in the middle, like especially on a lot of the like all the extracts get picked up on the first turn, and then it's just like the, there's just forever apart. Like it wasn't interesting. Yeah, you never fought until like three or four when you finally were able yeah, to push you, the others close. To everyone you. would just result to like refuse flank and send everybody at one, and then it's yeah. like what, what's the only answer? Send everyone at the other one, and so it was just boring as fuck. Yeah, well, with I agree. D, there are some models in the middle. I guess that's the point. Yeah. Now you can actually have a plan around having a list that has long range, and before you couldn't. So I think it's good. We'll see. I mean, obviously, it could seems be terrifying. <laughs> next, next up, we have mutant madman turns city into lethal amusement park. The best named mission. Uh, Eighteen points secure. Map Bravo still one victory point each. Trap roll equal to physical damaging results. More than healthy contesters, you gain control. Cleanup is now. Each player controlling a trap, choose an enemy within two, the trap, choose silver one damage, gains power. Remove each trap. Compl- oh, did you not gain power before? Is that the only difference? Nope. You did. You, you, There's you no difference. Power. Oh, no okay. difference. No difference. Well, it was the best mission, so there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't change that. I think the um, the trap mechanics made this punishing to try to, to be proactive. If you would move across the board, try and take an enemy point, and you failed... You were punished for it, and that was really unfortunate. I think I think they should have done something else. I mean, maybe still do traps, but just don't do exactly that. Alright. Next up, we have Portals Overrun City with Spider People. 18 points secure. Um, four portals on map Delta. Same. Um, one point each. Same. Energy defense. Um, on Roll Skull Placement 2. So this is unchanged as well, it looks like. Mm-hmm. I think it was 18 before. Yep. Uh, I do not like this mission because this the the again the skull punishing you in addition to being punished for failure it, it seems excessive considering you have zero control over the situation. Uh, something to notice now is that there are uh, two physical defense interactors and two energy defense interactors. Before I think it was it was level, right? There was yeah, it was two and one. What's yes. the other energy defense? Or what's the other physical defense? Uh, it's the extract, the one that Venom loves so much. You roll your physical defense and you need uh, wilds or crits. The scrolls. S- scrolls. Well, you always pick it up. You just... Yeah, you don't not control it, though. So, yeah, there's an effect your, that I'm you saying you use your defense. For. Yeah, yeah I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think that's the same. Like, 
spider portals and scrolls are not at all remotely alike, although you do roll your physical defense technically. Mm. So that, that is relevant. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm actually pretty sad this one wasn't changed. This one is so unfun to play with, even though I actually don't mind pay to flips, but the skull interaction is just so punishing sometimes, and it's never symmetrical. One person always gets fucked, and the other person never. It's it's never equal, and so it feels like when you're sitting down, it's just like fate's going to decide one of us that has a huge advantage. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0, uh, 17 point map Delta victory point. Interact, remove one, unchanged. This map, this mission was fine. Uh, next up, we have super powered scoundrels from Sinister Syndicate decide to sinisterly slip Serpies by the seashore. <laughs> 20 point secure. Uh, ambush on map F, one point each. Uh, character testing ambush have cover against characters not contesting the same ambush. This mission is also unchanged and should have been deleted. Uh, this was a huge mistake. Uh, I understand they don't like tall lists, but holy shit, we also don't like just letting people win games for free. Uh, I don't like this mission. I've said that a lot. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, is this the most changed mission? Sword Sword establishes base on Moon's blue area. 15 points secure. Was it 14 before? Correct. Yes. Okay, so there's no more 14 missions. Correct. Uh, place four counts or console tokens on map G is in golf. That was the same as before. Golf was always the the deployment. This was on <laughs> definitely G. not a new one. <laughs> G. All right, so G is five plus two from the side and four plus three from the back. It's a small box instead of a big box. There's now two boxes. Uh, it is well before it was Charlie, so it was not a box before. No, right. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very different. Um, so let's see, that is 16 inches from the side and 14 inches from the back. So they're actually closer to you, a lot closer to you than they are from the side. Um, so they're three minus eight, five. They're only 10 inches apart. That's pretty close together. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's basically super zoomed in Bravo deployment is, is golf. Um, Player score one victory point each, uh, which is better than all or nothing. So they fixed the biggest problem with the mission. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Uh, Interact (laughs) console. If no enemy characters are contesting a console, you gain control. If not, otherwise roll one die on damaging results, you gain control. I actually like that now that there's not three of them. It's not all or nothing. Power phase. If a player controls more consoles than the opponent, they command security base, push short. So that's okay, that same. seems fine because you you at least know what's going on, right? Like you have a chance to either tie or deny. Yep. And there's four points, not three, so they have to. It's harder to push you away from all the consoles. Um, I like that. I think I think they fixed it. It it seems like if you fail to hold what you were supposed to hold, you are punished for it instead of you're punished. That is for true. Nothing. Well, but you <laughs> remember, so you could do. You can position your models on the inside of the box to where if they put, decide to push you away, you're still, like, almost contesting the point. So it's not like before where you were just getting pushed to the middle of nowhere because there weren't the points were all, all sure. stacked on top of each other. Well, they can push any model. Yeah. So they could take your main Well, if you're or... not contesting these points with your models, I think you've made a mistake, but sure. Yeah, you could have a model way in the back, but, I mean, you don't care if they push that model. They're all going to be holding a senator too, so <laughs> yeah. I mean that it's 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 a shit show. Yeah, there's no question the difference between like this mission and demons is not enormous, but like I think this is back to the realm of reasonable. 
the real problem was the all or nothing scoring. Yep, one hundred percent. Pushing agree. a model, the push pushing a model was annoying, but it was annoying because you were losing the fucking game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like it's like okay, well I'm down nine zero because literally the difference of me winning and losing these points has been getting pushed every fucking turn, and so like the first round you would just not go last. They'd score two of the three. They'd push one of your models out of range, and you could no longer contest them. And so then they would just take yours for free, and now you have to flip two of the three, and you're just going back and forth flipping them. And it was just so fucked. So yeah, I think I think the the biggest like the two biggest point of this are fixed. Why do you think they got rid of fourteen? What was what was bad about fourteen? Uh, you can't go wide at fourteen. You can bring five models at fifteen, and you cannot guarantee bring five models at fourteen. Uh, I mean, you could, but you're playing twos, and I don't think people want. They don't want to force people to play twos. Okay. Let's see. Um, at fourteen, you could do. I am kind of sad they did away with fourteen. I like the wider point ranges. I would actually like to see like a twenty-five one day, but the twenty-five would have to be like every round, everyone takes one damage, like something like that, to where like the game, like the mission is reducing the scale of the game on its own, and so the high point values allows you to take deeper health models to make up for that put an objective in the middle and you take one damage for every two inches you're outside of it yeah (laughs) kill box type crazy (laughs) yeah yeah like like you lose the game if you don't like contest this point or something yeah you can do all kinds of weird shit like you could make the mission extremely inhospitable and like triple gamma wave like you take two damage if you're not contesting a point and like you know it's worth three points or something crazy like I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff you do. I think just global damage, un- unpreventable global damage that just happens to everybody every turn would be great. Um, and maybe you'd say that it happens in the power phase so you could get time walked and that's why you get extra points. I don't know. Do we like sword now? Do we play sword? Uh, sword is very hospitable compared to what it used to be. Uh, the The fact there's an even number, so it's not guaranteed every turn someone's going to win the push and there's defensive points so it's hard to get to your opponent's side and take those from them because they're going to already have them they're likely going to be contested so it's going to be it's going to be very unlikely that you can just walk up and get it for free as opposed to the person who just goes first probably wins sword base every time i do like that the g deployment means that most of your models can affect models of the other points so you can you you're you're not stranded on your point Mm -hmm. like range four attackers will probably be able to charge people on all four points yeah so when I played Winter Guard for that hot week there, what what I learned there was Winter Guard likes to stay together. They need to be able to support each other. They play very poorly Aaron. on Ds. Aaron. Yes. I think you mean cold week because it's Winter Guard. Ha ha. ha. I, I want to know what you thought, Aaron. Go ahead. Okay. So my takeaway was Winter Guard performed very poorly as a solo affiliation on a wide map like a D deployment. Mm-hmm. So previously. There were a lot of wide maps, whether it was split C yeah. or D, right? Even Bs were kind of wide. So now, taking a look at it, you have the I map, you have the G map. Uh, obviously, both the E's are still valid. So uh, when you talked, Parker, about do we want to play on this? So I think a team that wants to stick together, not necessarily like dogpile and researcher, but wants to have cohesiveness to be able yeah. to interact with each other, really like this new map. Whereas... Uh, let's say uh, Weapon X that I've never played, but uh, if you want to put Logan on a flank and go to town, he wants to be on a D, if that's your game plan with him, right? Um, if you can if you can win the one-on-one matches without support, you want to play wide and apart. 
if you want a team that focuses on helping each other out, you want to play in these types of maps. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's my two cents. Yeah, so if you want to play support-centric kind of lists, but, but not necessarily bricky, kind of bricky. I guess I should explain bricky. Bricky is when you you build a list that's intended to be like completely packed together really tightly, like a brick. Yeah. That's a term from another game system, so I figured I should explain it. What does it have to do with a whole hog system? Uh, as we're opposed to a whole hog system is a system mm-hmm. where you would invest a lot of resources in mm-hmm. something with the sole intent to waste it. <laughs> the whole hog The whole system. ass fucking hog strategy. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. So a couple other things we want to talk about, uh, or I wanted to talk about. You guys don't have to. Um, there is a very symmetrical point value to all the missions now. So going through the extracts, we've got 15, 16, 317s, 218s, 219s, and a 20. And the secures, we've got 215s, 216s, 317s, 218s, 219s, and a 20. So it's very symmetrical all the way through on total points. Uh, so, But you're also, except for 17s, there's not a lot of stacking the same point total. So you can't like pseudo-guarantee your point total going second anymore. Um all of the deployments are utilized in at least one mission, but I feel like they're a lot more diverse than they used to be, but I could be wrong about that. There are, let's see, the most of any, there's four Ds and four Es, and Delta and Echoes, uh, three Charlies, three Foxtrots, two Bravos, and there's only one of the rest. Mm-hmm. And so some of them are definitely heavier than others. There are four of the extract missions that use civilian keyword. The rest of them use asset, which is one, two, three, four, five, six asset missions. That's only important if playing Quicksilver. Um, there's a couple other reasons. Yeah, that, yeah. there's a, yeah there, uh, the Inhumans card only works on yeah. civilians. Terra Genesis only works on civilians. Yeah, that's um, not a real card. You just made that up. Terra Genesis yeah. is a really cool. Terra Genesis is a card that says, "I'm sorry, you play Inhumans." <laughs> that's that's on the bottom. The flavor I, text is. Wouldn't you I'm like sorry. to have this card? Yeah. Did you guys notice the uh, set symbol for the card pack? Ooh, I did not. Let me took Jesus. Can I? Oh baby, ah, it's the uh, damage what control. Is the, the damage control. Yeah, it's the same. It's, it's the bulldog symbol that's on like the construction site stuff and the dumpsters. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to get more criminal stuff? More spider foe stuff? Probably more spider foe stuff. Okay. Now, I would, now that uh, I have uh, Rhino, I don't care. I'm good. I, I would like to know one hot take from each of you. I have one. Go. Oh, so do we, we all need to get one? All one right, on. Yeah, one overall hot take. Uh, I'll go first, so you give me a second to think. My overall hot take is um, I don't know if I want a pre-marped map anymore. <laughs> Because uh, I think whoever makes it will have to do a really careful job of not making all of these dots so like visually numbing. Because you just are see you so saying many of you them. would like to look at the map and what it will look like? Uh, no, I'm saying I would like to know how they are going to. Uh, what's the best way to put it? What, what do they call that when you? Oh, I'm just blanking on it. Watermark. You know how you like watermark it so that it's not a really delible color because if you put a lot of circles so you, you want to see it no i'm saying I, I don't want to buy one that is has very delible watermarks i think that will i will really not like that because they put so many dots on this map now um 
it almost made me wonder. My first my first thought when it happened was, wow, are they trying to give the middle finger to people who are trying to make like secondary market maps of this i mean they've uh, they've all but publicly said they don't like pre-marked maps yeah are they are they purposely saying incredible amount of time say if you guys want to see what the um pre-marked maps from muse are going to look like they i posted a picture in the channel yeah so they're only doing uh vertical alignment i approve well if you want to see the one that has both, no. I can show you. No, no, that's <laughs> exa- both is it, truly it doesn't look show. great, and that's yeah. exactly it doesn't look great, and that's exactly what I was asking. Yeah. For. That's exactly what I was wondering about. Is I no longer yeah. want a map that has the quad, the all look. four sides. Yeah, yeah, it would just look terrible and be well. Also, like it's it's really not necessary. It's just like if you like your streets to run a particular way, but you could also just ask for a map that has the streets running the other way, so. or just ignore the fucking streets and put shit where you want, like. I see that bothers the shit out of me, and I know it shouldn't, but like that bothers me. Like people complain that pre-marked mats don't look as good. How about go to any fucking tournament and like have all the buildings be in the middle of the streets and all the cars are on the sidewalks? And I'm just like tearing my fucking well, see, skin off. Like it's well, driving me insane. Well, I, I would agree with you there. If you're trying to put street stuff on a street, yeah, but you can also, I mean, it's supposed to be like a. Heck, the, the one you've even showed us here, the, the Muse one, is like there's battle damage on the street, right? Mm-hmm. So you could put a kiosk slightly askew or something because it's been knocked around by a Yeah, fight. like the not so, perfectly straight doesn't bother me as much. But when they're like, here's a lamppost, it's in the middle of a lane. And I'm like, ugh. Well, like, I, 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 okay, sure. I think the lamppost, you know, being put in the middle of a lane that makes no sense but i think a kiosk or a car being in the weird spot that doesn't bug me very much the cars don't bother me as much because obviously the car could get thrown or driven anywhere theoretically right and then like the kiosks are like you know plywood buildings so it's Mm kind of whatever but they're like here's your apartment building middle of an intersection i'm like like, just leave and whoever did this just just go and the construction (laughs) equipment sets also help with that because construction equipment Mm -hmm. can just kind of be anywhere so it's not it's not Aaron, like yes. you have. Aaron, they're talking about you. They're not being subtle. So. Yeah. Brandon, every time we might play a game, I purposely set up all of the buildings in the streets. <laughs> I know. And I <laughs> move them. Hilarious. <laughs> I move them. But back on to Muse Matt, so I like that one. But what I really think would be incredible in the future is if instead of the, the watermarked uh, circles, they had some, I'm thinking like, you know, dystopian battle-damaged city where each of the circles is a crater and it has yeah. the outline of the crater. So they look like, like bomb marks instead of just white circles. Yeah. I, I told one group that was making mats, they should do manhole covers because if you go to like downtown, like cities, there's like, they didn't plan things in advance sometimes like, like way in advance. And so like there ends up being so many fucking manholes on a street. That's insane. And so, like, that, it would blend in so much better, and then you could just make into the artwork, like, when you make the picture of the, the manhole cover, do, like, the different letters, like, etched into the manhole in, like, the cast steel. And I thought that would be great, but but then you'd have manholes in some weird spots, and there'd be a lot of them, and it'd be a really pattern. It'd be, it'd be fine. But honestly, I, if you've never played with a pre-marked mat, it's so much better. Just from the aspect of when you bump tokens, you know where they go, and it's not a question ever if you're in range or not. It's so much cleaner, and not to mention now with these new missions, it's going to take people ten minutes to set up a mat. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we got J and I, so like, come back in ten minutes, and we'll have this ready to play. I'm like, 
it's already long enough to set up a game because you've got to do list selection. I will, so. and I, I I mark my words. It's going to be a major tournament game where somebody's going to without a pre-marked mat, where there's going to be a red and a blue in the wrong spot, like where the, mm-hmm. where it's all in the center point, and there's like like Aaron was describing where there are seven points on the center point, and somebody's yeah. going to put somebody's going to go red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, blue, red. That's like <laughs> and, well, gonna, and no one's going to even, notice. Even you're like, oh, regardless shit. of that. Like, I don't know how many people know this. Anyone who's, like, put a lot of time into, like, mats and, like, tournament organization knows this. The neoprene mats that every single company makes and sells, including Asmodee and Atomic Mass Games, are not exactly cut. Yeah. This is, it's no secret if you, anyone's ever checked. Like, get out your mat, roll it out, and measure it. It's almost always at least a quarter inch off. Which And it could be over, like it could be extra long, which means your deployment is actually further away from the objectives than it's supposed to be. And it can end up completely changing games when Crossbones can't even contest a point on the first turn. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. And then they're like, well, like pre-marked bats are bad. It's like, yeah, except they have the deployment zone marked accurately. So you can actually play on them without them ruining games sometimes. Like, anyone who's like, you can't have pre-marked mats, like, you don't understand how this game works. Like, unless you're going to cut me out, like, fucking a brand new mat every time we're going to play, shut the fuck up. So that actually happened on Saturday. We were yeah, playing on the AMG mat, and uh, I measured to the center from my deployment edge, mm-hmm. or from my map edge, rather. And then he measured, and he's like, what the? Because it was off by a quarter of an inch, and he wanted to move him back yeah. toward him. Like, oh, hold on a second. So we ended up just basically giving ourselves, you know, range three plus an eighth of an inch. Yeah. So that we were the correct distance away from uh, the centerline objectives. Yeah. And so, but if you don't know, know that, that going into it, it could be problematic. Yeah. It's huge because there's some stuff that happens, like like the game is balanced around characters being able to get to places, and sometimes they can't. Playing anyway. Mysterio lately, I know exactly yeah, what you Mysterio's mean. Yeah, Mysterio is a big one. Uh, I think Super Giant too, right? I don't short? play that one, but yeah, she is short. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. it is. I. I I am not dissatisfied with this as long as they don't do the rotating, like you can rotate the map. Um, yeah, but that was my I, that was my first take when I looked at it. I was like, oh man, am I gonna like this now with so many damn dots on yeah. on it? But this this looks fine. This satisfies. That's one of the reasons I haven't had time to look through all the missions. Is every time I open this document, I've been looking at the deployments, not at the missions, to help mm-hmm. Nigel get the thing ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been talking with him. He said, if you really want, you don't care what it looks like, you want the ability to play on all four sides, he'll print them that way. But there'll be like special order ones. No one wants that. No one wants that. Right, because anyone who cares about the aesthetic of being able to turn the streets would like to be able to see said streets. <laughs> and like, it, it's it's as, as ridiculous as you would expect it to be. It's really not that bad because all the middle ones are on a grid. And so when you turn them, they still line up. And so it's really not as bad as you would expect. But yeah, it's very busy. Mm-hmm. So that's my hot take. What? Somebody else got a hot take. I'm curious. Mm, my hot take is they're going to skew the game too far the other direction, and the only thing that's going to get played are maximum go wide lists again, which was what happened before the get the go talls took over. Do you think it's a do you think that's a knee you think it's a knee jerk reaction or a real one? Oh, so, okay. So I guess another hot take I could come up with would be um, this was scheduled for June. And the community was so unhappy with where the game was, they released it six months early. Mm. That's pretty spicy, and I'm not disagreeing with you. So if you want to try and disagree with me, here's the second point. We don't even know what quarter the card pack's coming out in. Mm-hmm. Which means we're going to be playing with paper cards for maybe nine months. 
that this was clearly, in my opinion, based on what I've seen, like, sure, it's been properly playtested, I think, but I, I don't think this was slated to release at this point. Yeah. I, and I, just I, like Aaron pointed out, we've never even seen this set symbol before. Actually, is it on Rhino? Let's check. Mm, oh, yeah, character cards don't have them. Never mind. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'll do my hot take. Uh, minorly disagree with you. Uh, I think it's the Wild Wild West. I, mean, I am so excited to play so many of these different combinations. I don't think any one particular list is best. I think people are going to gravitate towards wide because they couldn't for so long. So I think you're going to see an immediate resurgence in wide lists. However, I think the tall killer lists are just as viable. Like, yeah, they're going to suck on Senators and, you know, pick another one where you've got 11 points out there. But mm. they get to control half of that. So... You know, maybe Senator's Gamma is yeah. totally fine. I mean, There's nothing no stops... you're going to play... You're never going to have to play on Senator Scoundrels. It's just not going to happen because you're not going to be playing those missions. So. Right. So I think tall lists are still viable, but the list archetype that I've been saying since about July that has dominated the meta and quote-unquote solved the game, I think is still out there, but no longer... I don't think the game's solved anymore. That's my hot take. Game is no longer yeah. solved... It's time for everyone to go figure out how they want the game to look like. And with AMG taking away the all-or-nothing secures and the two-point extracts, uh, it is a lot more, guys, we want you to play the game, roll a bunch of dice, and at the end of it, someone's going to win, and hopefully you both had fun. Um, mm -hmm. I had a blast playing my games on Saturday, just rolling dice and having fun. I mean, you can't... They took away so many of the exploits and the gimmicks. There's some that are still out there, but... Um, you can't stack all of your secures or sorry, your extracts on people anymore. Uh, I don't know. I'm really excited for the state of the game, given, uh, the complete openness that the new, uh, crisis pack, uh, allows. I have a question for, uh, all you haters here because you guys love to be hate player haters. humans are still bad. No player haters. No, I'm not talking about the, the one to, the, that you think are bad. I'm talking about the ones you think are bad for the game. Do you think this shake up, um, puts a dent or maybe uh, helps us understand why black cat and um, uh, doc voodoo were not touched because they don't have as much of an impact when there's only, when there are no more single extracts, for example. Oh, uh, I have a lot to say about that. I don't think that black cat was designed for this mission pack. I think she was designed for the last one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think voodoo also was designed for the last mission pack, not this one. Um, I think that Voodoo will probably get adjusted in the future to clean up his wording, but I think functionally he'll be very similar to the way he still is, which is bad for the game. Um, this does go a long way to diluting their potency, mm -hmm. and so I think there'll be less of a problem. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I think the reason they haven't gotten adjusted is because AMG doesn't want to change any more cards than they absolutely have to. And until Voodoo is in everybody's list again. They're not going to do that, and I don't think you will be in, anymore. I think this changes things. I don't think I don't. Think I think any time the game gets to a natural conclusion, like it had gotten to previously, mm -hmm. Voodoo's in that ten, and so that that's the problem I have with that mm -hmm. is that he's just because his abilities literally don't function by the game's rules, then he's just going to always be well, the best character so in you, a lot of situations. Well, my question was, do you think? So you're saying that they're not going to touch them because they never want to, not be, not because of this. 
I think they're going to do basically what they did with Worthy, where they'll clean up his wording mm-hmm. and change the card to say what the, the abilities actually do, which is not the current situation. Yeah. His his abilities are very misleading because the internet has decided they work a completely different way than the card says. I guess, And that's my, the problem. I guess my point is, now I feel like I can go to a tournament and bring Voodoo and Black Cat and never have a good reason to put them down. As opposed to before, where I could expect to have multiple games that could be decided by either of them. Now I can play. I feel like I can play this game and see a whole tournament, the whole tournament where I put them in my roster and I never could play them because I never got an opportunity to do so. There was never I, a moment when it was super exciting to do so. I disagree. I think that's. I think that you could say the same thing both ways. I mean, oh, I, I think I think in the I think in the old mission pack, I think it was wrong to never play one of them ever in a tournament that you played because I think it's still surely it was surely not putting not putting either of them in your list unless you there's I don't think there's a 10 character list you could show me that couldn't be made better by adding one of those two characters I I I I think you will go to tournaments and not need them I think that's that's what I mean I think I don't think you need them I think you can play Marvel's Christ Girl Cole any way you want and I think that's been mostly true for pretty much the entirety of the game I, yes. I think there's oh, now, if you're a meta chaser, no, then you need to follow the meta, but you can go to a tournament and you can have, I think your absolute floor is a 30% win rate if you, you over a long period. Okay. I think Brandon is more or less correct here. Mm-hmm. So Voodoo and Black Kent aren't, aren't as influential in your two-point extract steals. Uh, I don't think that's all they were doing, right? Mm-hmm. There, There is a lot to be said about just going up three to one on extracts. Or four to yeah. two on senators, for example, uh, especially if games are going to end sooner now. So if you're able to get that extract lead and you only need to keep it because some games end turn three, if not most mm-hmm. of them turn four, I think they're accomplishing potentially just as much as they did before with the two point steals. So I uh, think they're quick. still really strong. Yeah. So real quick, going about what Jeremy was talking about earlier, when he you have to like have people near your guys to get the extra point. What happens when your opponent goes last and she just walks up and takes your objective and costs you two points? Like, that is game impacting. And it costs you almost nothing to have that three-point model on your list over a different three-point model. Okay. I don't want to be the one that tests it because I really don't want to put them on the table. But I do think they're... They may not be A-plus in the meta, but they're still an A and they're still really good. Can, Can you build a competitive roster without these two models? Yes. Can you win a bunch of games without these two models? Yes. Do, like that's not in question. The question is: Is are is your roster better with one of these two in your ten? Yes, because it gives you an ability you previously didn't have, and there's no way that tenth character in your roster was already doing that. Got it. That's that's it. Jeremy, what's your hot take for looking at the missions? The end of single extracts is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is sped up to turbo mode, so it is going to be a little faster than I think people will initially see um and the black cat and voodoo thing i think that there's always going to be models that are on top of the curve or whatever and some of the old language that those cards use and some of the old mechanics are still going to be slightly better than you know what they're doing now um so yeah they've slowed those things down because i mean you have six extracts like does stealing one of five really matter that much well, it depends. It depends where you're at in the state of the game. But a long mover that also staggers, that also steals for basically nothing, that's a pretty goddamn good three-point model, regardless. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I 
I think the state of the game is amazing. I've been playing nonstop games, but I was also playing quote unquote fairless for a while now, just because I wanted to feel you know play the game instead of play the the broken models. Um, and I've been having a good time, and these missions mm-hmm. have just been made it have made it that much funner. Yeah, and just to be clear on my hot take earlier, I don't think I don't hope like the the go wide is bad or anything, and I don't think it's going to happen. But that's my hot take. I just couldn't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm also extremely excited to play the new missions. And I think it's it's all good for the game. I mean, if you look back on it too, the go wide versus the tall models, we got to the tall models a lot faster than anyone else did. You had broke that shit and almost made me quit the game a year before it actually made it into a wide meta of playing big models. That uh, Magneto fucking Doctor Strange shit almost made me quit the game. That was pretty fucked. (laughs) Was that before Thanos was even out? Uh, Thanos had just gotten out and nobody Mm -hmm. was playing with him yet. But to me, it was already busted at that point Mm -hmm. when you started doing that shit. It was crazy. Yeah, no, because you just watched your models die. never got to take a, a legitimate action. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. So, I mean, I think there's an ebb and flow to that. Um, just when one thing starts happening, the next thing eats it. So, I mean, it's a rock, mm-hmm. paper, scissors meta. And that's fine. That's great. These missions are... Yeah, when the game... Our meta has been... The game first came out, it was go wide. And then, basically, Magneto launched. Magneto and Thanos were fairly close together. Uh, no, actually, Magneto was much later. That's right. So, it was, Thanos came out, and it became go narrow. And then... More stuff came out. We went back to go- criminals got more prevalent. We went back to go wide, and then like the Malekith Magneto wave of go go tall again. And now we're back here. It's it's never been stagnant really. The only the only real oppressive things that have ever happened have been Black Order and Malekith. And Malekith was over such a short period that I don't even think you could really say he was oppressive. That was a flash in the pan for sure. Right. Like Avengers has been way more oppressive, in my opinion, than Malekith ever was. Steve and Rogers has com- been creating terror. Yeah, everyone's for two complaining and a half about years. Yeah, everyone's complaining about Malekith. Like, I'd much rather play against Malekith than Avengers. <laughs> quicksand is still quicksand. Like it's I, I, awful. I think it's I think it's all about I think it's all about mouthfeel too. Like people didn't like Malekith because he re- he removed your models from the game and never let, let you use them. Steve lets you use them, they just don't do anything. To, to him in his list right but at least yeah. you got to use them so there's a big there's a big difference of like how people feel about it i do there's one thing i i do like about all of these which is exactly that the mouthfeel i think it's going to there's with the exception of the one you mentioned which is portals i think portals is the only one now it's the only one now that i'm like if i see it i'm gonna be like ah i don't want portals (laughs) i just don't want it yeah i I don't think people are gonna play it like it's just it's not fun and it's not fun for either player like because you there's no gaming it it's just not fun right and so i think it's gonna be so far down on people's list that the only reason they're gonna play it is because their list is just really good on deployment d right and they they don't even want to play it. it's just like the only best option they have another cool thing i think they did is um all of them make me want to do things during you know list selection when i'm when i'm taking you know, making the roster I'm going to play with. They make me change my mind to do different things. Um, before that was true, but I, I like that they changed. They, they, I think they flattened them a little bit, but at the same time, they they make me want to play different uh, looks when I when I'm yeah. picking for my ten. So my favorite thing about the new ones is that before it was very like segregated. There were single extracts, and then there were 
high value extracts. Yeah. And then there was weird extracts. And then like the same on the secure side, there was pay to flips. There was high quantity and there was low quantity. And that was it. That was like the three types of missions on both sides. And everything fell into those categories. And it was super derivative. It was like, what does your list want to do? Lower scoring. Take the low points, secures, and extracts. What does your list want to do? I want to score a lot of points. Take the high quantities. It was, like, it was so boring. None of it ever mattered. And now, like, they're all fairly equal in, like, quantity of tokens. And there's a lot of different options for deployment and in interaction rules that you're actually like you might have two attrition lists playing completely different missions across the board because it, they might all affect their list differently. So I, I'm I, really excited. I think it's interesting. Way too. more interactive. I think it'll be interesting when I see things like the the new senators. I'll actually see turns where there's like three senators just laying on the board because there's not enough models to pick them up. Like. Yeah. So it'll just be like extracts just sitting there or like with scrolls. Now you, you don't automatically pick them up because you don't want your models to move for some important reason. You don't want to take that chance. So like there's, there's some situations now that are a lot less like what you just said, formulaic, whereas like there's the formula is pick up the things, spin to power to flip it over. Mm -hmm. You must do it or you lose. Cause you're giving your opponent three points or something like that. Now it's, yeah. now it's okay. Well, if I don't spend the power this turn to flip this, I'm only losing one victory point. Um, do you know I have to? I can weigh this. Do I need this power? Do I, you know, and more or, so, like, are you gonna roll? Like, are you gonna roll the single die to try and take it? Well, it's like, right. well, a fifty percent chance to gain one victory point is not worth the power to me right now. Right. Like, it might, it probably would be most turns, but it's not necessarily right now. But for a six victory point swing, there's never a time it's not. Like, right. I would literally give up the power to play sacrifice to do that. When, yeah, with that, with that, not only was it worth the power, it was worth completely changing your list to play six characters, play play six characters unaffiliated, so that you could yeah. just do that more often. Like that was yeah. the best version of your list, which was like, I'm going to do unaffiliated and play three two pointers, so I can make sure mm -hmm. to just flip this over as much as I can. And that yeah, was, it was the actually that's why I was doing the math on earlier. I was like, wait, so at 14 you could do like Daredevil. And five twos and go seven wide. Right. <laughs> like, like we're doing it. Yeah, like that. That was a that was a thing that made sense when you could score three and your opponent could score none. Now it's it's less mm -hmm. that. Now I'm gonna play Red Skull unaffiliated with five twos, so I can have seven people press the button. Fucking the sword base. All right. Um, can you guys tell me something you don't like about the update to missions? Because we've talked a lot about those things we like. Is there anything that you think they should have done differently or just a change that you ended up not liking? Like something go away that you did like? I, I did like the 14th threat on the missions. I thought they forced people into uncomfortable situations. And I, I think mm -hmm. uncomfortable situations are good for the game. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'll go next. I did not like that there was like two of the missions that didn't change. And they felt like some of the worst missions, in my opinion. Like... Uh, scoundrels and spider portals those two definitely should have changed and did not i actually do not like the new intrusions not take costing a damage i actually don't like that Thanks I, a, a little aggressive yeah i feel like that makes um that makes this feel i, I don't know if it's i don't know if it's going to make it an auto include for everybody like everybody's going to have intrusions and two others because it's so free to get to do to play intrusions or it's just going to be, you know, not include for attrition. I don't like something that seems to be an out, such an outlier because before it didn't feel like an outlier because there was this big, there was a pretty big cost of a health. Now it doesn't feel like there's any question that this is a you really, can't, really you strong. You can't support. take 
one of six extracts through it, you drop them. So I mean, it it doesn't yeah, have drop there is a cost. Objectives, but it's not damage. Yeah, yeah. But it means that once you've been beaten up, you can just like run away, right? Yeah. So because yeah. it used to be you would you'd go in like let's say you had one hit point left. Well, it's not even an option. Like like the fact that you can do it at low hit points, and that was the the really prohibitive thing was like, all right, well, what if I fail the roll and he puts me somewhere I don't want to go? I won't have the health to check the other one, right? Because I'm going to be giving up two or three health to get to the point I want to get to. I liked, I liked the, I liked the old intrusions. I don't like this one as much, but what is very small? I will say this: it's a very small nitpicky thing. Otherwise, you know, glowing review. Hmm. But that is the one thing you you asked me to find something that's I don't like. That. Think about this though. So you can wait. Did they change the wording on the actual teleport incursions? Character absolute. Oh, they did. Oh no, that was just a game rule. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can still only interact with each point once, but now you could go through the portal, shoot somebody, and go back, and it just costs you two power to go back to like like because that was never really an option because of the damage. And so that's interesting that it, that's now an option. Like, well, I'm not in range off of this point, but if I teleport to that point, I will be within range for, and then I can like just come back, and he can't shoot me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited. The new incursion sounds really fun. We'll I see. see. It I, might be fucking insane. I what I'm saying is I might I I I don't like that it's that free, but maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. We'll see. Well keep in mind though, with all of the like the new extracts like being all over the place, you won't be as easy to just stand on the side points and and hang out, right? Because mm-hmm. that's all the action's gonna be in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing that I hate, and I really just can't stand it. Um, the Dutch. When Venom moves four times and dies on turn two. <laughs> I mean, I I did not like that. And as far as I can tell, that was entirely the mission's fault. <laughs> it had nothing to do with you trapping the mission, the no. objective that you stood next to. Nope. My moves were... Or not were... reading the mission in advance. Whoa. No. Maybe. <laughs> What's the over-under on... Uh... Venom. One. One. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Point seven. I actually love it. I think it's great. I, I don't have yeah. any complaints at all. Um, I Surely think there's, there's a lot of spice, and, like, man. That's part of the, like what why I wanted to ask the question is because like the stuff we're pointing out is like so minuscule compared to how great it is, and that's that's how we know it's good, right? Like yeah. it's not like man, I really wish they wouldn't have like made Malachis Drosty cost three because I think the turn one play should be in, on on the table, but like. That this is like, there's even less bad things about this. It's so good. I'm contemplating buying the stupid rivals panel as recompense to AMG for putting out a, a crisis pack. I'm sorry I complained about your mission so much. I'll buy Weapon X. <laughs> they called me and they asked me about you. Uh, they, they wondered if you were going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. He'll probably buy that rivals pack you guys talk so much about. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just so you guys know, I did go to AMG or not AMG Asmodee's website today during the podcast just to make sure that the the crisis pack is not up for pre order yet, and so we have no idea when that's coming out, other than sometime next year. I would actually say the speaking, I I can buy the product when it comes out because I like cards. But mm-hmm. another awesome thing is that they just printed it. They just like here take it because it 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 lets anybody whose one sticking point with this game may have been. 
I really want to play the whole game and I can't because I don't want to buy every single model yeah. and all the individual card packs. Oh and that God. bugs me. I'm the kind of person that if I didn't have the money to buy this game, I might not play this game because I knew I wouldn't be playing all this game. That would make me upset. So I didn't even consider until this exact moment that they just made all the missions free and you have to buy boxes for them. Like, yeah, because yeah. I buy everything. It's not a question. No, right. But, so that's but the pe- we talk about that all the time. Like, man, wouldn't it right. be great if they just made all the missions available? Yep. I didn't even consider that's what they just did. Like, that it's was just, they just been so far down the list. Mm-hmm. That was just like, oh, yeah, like all the missions. It's like, yeah, but, because, but I've always had all the missions. Right. So it's never been an issue. Except when I lent them to that guy at Adepticon. I, just I was going to say, now you missions for like six months. another one. Yeah. Now oh. I can just give missions away to people. No, one hundred percent. Now you can. Now tournament organizers can just bring a pile of these. Like you, if yeah, you want like, to. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, I won't. Someone could. Yeah. Someone could. <laughs> I, I know there are some generous people that might. So there's now when people like can I borrow your mission cards, I might say yes again. Right. <laughs> Seb, go you, fuck yourself. You make another one. I I think that was a really big deal. I was talking to somebody who was interested in getting back in the game like a day after this happened at the game store. Shout out to Dave. I don't know if he listens to this podcast. Dave Dave is awesome. Denim Dave. Dave. But when when he uh when we were talking, I was I said, "So they just printed all the crisis for free." He's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah. You you, you can play any mission in the game now. You don't have to buy every pack." He's like, "Oh, I'm not going to lie. That is awesome." <laughs> like cuz yeah, I know I, mean... he, I know he's a completionist, but he also mm-hmm. doesn't have infinite pockets so he mm. had to make a choice between this game and the other games he loved and he chose other games because he knew he would never be able to get to the bottom of at least this well but now it, there is it's right here it's mm. free there it is so. yeah because between the the crisis card pack and this now the mission pack i mean you can basically just literally laser buy your affiliation and be fine mm-hmm. and and guess what and they're also he was also loving that they're now just doing the affiliation packs yeah so it's another yet another way to get into the game so I imagine this will price. probably be like five to ten dollars unless they include it with something else. Like I guess they could do a character card pack of all the other updated erratas and stuff mm-hmm. and maybe sell that for 15, 20 bucks. But it's probably going to be ten or under, I would guess, if it's just these cards. Um, and so you're looking at somewhere between thirty and forty dollars plus a sixty dollar affiliation pack, probably two more. So you're looking at probably one hundred and fifty bucks, maybe one hundred and seventy. And you can just play MCP. Anything you want, not just, like, the core set. Well, you might need some models, but... No, that's counting the mo- That's an affiliation pack and two oh, other boxes. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah, I would... The... Anytime anybody, like, anybody wants to complain to me about price points for Renee's games, I, I would just yeah. point at this game and go, no. Like, yeah. no. People complain about the price point in this game. I know. They're, they're, they're the same people that complain about Star Wars movies, though, but so... They're wrong. Like uh, this movie, the, this guy uses this one word, and that's not in the like the lore of Star Wars. So like he's an idiot. Like okay, buddy, you watch the space lasers and just calm down. I, I really, really, that's the, I really like that a lot. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For like less than two hundred dollars, you'd be able to buy like a tournament list for MCP. If you and that's if you want all the official cardboard, you you could make it less by just printing it off this website. Like they have it here. That's you don't, true. Yeah, because they've. I mean, you'd still need to buy the characters and stuff, but you'd save yes. like thirty bucks. Yeah, right. But that's the thing. Like it's so cheap, you might as well, right? No, there's nothing. I would do it because I like the cardboard. Mm. Hell, I did it. Cause I bought the i. I am now going to play Weapon X because there are two foily cards that come in that box, and I only want to play with foily stuff. But that is 
that, that's that's me being weird. I think most characters, most people would just like to play this game, and now you mm-hmm. can play the whole game. Do you guys know that if you wanted to get into a tournament Blood Bowl, it's only thirty five dollars? Just saying. I did know that. Okay. That is it's, very low price. It's not point. really though. Like <laughs> technically, yes, but that's not a <laughs> tournament list. That's like a learn to play list. Nah, it's a full team. It's a full team of half your positionals and uh, no extra guys. Just need to buy it off the right site. Uh-huh. I didn't the say- half off eBay.com. Because <laughs> everyone gets into the game like this game sucks, sells all their models. Hmm. I was gonna say the other thing you have to do is In all in all realism though, you could play Tournament Blood Bowl for under a hundred bucks, which is very reasonable, I think. Oh, you, you can see. play it for less than fifty. Uh, honestly. But- you could, but you could play legit, like, I have all 16 members of my team and dice and, like, a pitch probably for 100 bucks. That is true. And then plus 35 for every team you wanted after that. There's right. also the blood pressure You mean 70, but yeah. Need I, for, <laughs> I do not. So that, you, so that you can roll dice and not rage quit every single time. But that's nice. But if you, if you, can, afford, if you can afford the Lipitor and the, the, and the models, then you're good to go. Yeah. Anyone who's played Blood Bowl for long enough, like like probably ten years or so, they probably also played the video game, and that that will teach you to not tilt at dice because that game will just fucking just rip your nuts off with <laughs> dice rolls. Like that game is so brutal if you play against the computer on hard difficulty. It's like, well, my my computer doesn't understand the rules of the game, so it's just gonna make your dice rolls that bad to try and make it close. You're like if you lose, like you're losing a game of bubble to a computer that literally doesn't understand the objective of the game. <laughs> That's how bad you're rolling. <laughs> you just play that for for like a year, and like you could live through anything. <laughs> All right, we better get out of here because my computer is yelling at me that I'm out of memory. That's probably not good. I need to like freaking post these hundred battle reports on my hard drive. Just upload it to the cloud. You'll be fine. Yeah, Parker, how do I do that? Show me where well, the cloud is. All you have to do is download, and then every single dialog box, select yes. And, <laughs> and then eventually, wait, wait, wait. The second the second part is when your computer slows down to bare balls minimum, then freak out and start closing all applications. If there are warning signs and red borders, just X those. <laughs> Just, my favorite just, is like all of his files are uploading to Dropbox. So he just opens the Dropbox window and starts deleting them. Like that's going to help the whole situation. The, see, the best part is if you get if you get all the programs mid load, then you save your computer a lot of processing time for trying to decide what to do with them. Now you just delete them forever. It just destroys them. You literally would have done less damage to your computer if you just taken out a power drill and punched quarter-inch holes in your hard drive. Oh, that thing, I, I love that the thing still limps along. I love it that it's still like, it, it shows up like an old you like You like just click your favorites bar. It's like, cannot find program. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I just took an ice pick to my hard drive. Oh shit. <clears throat> Aaron's showing us his fancy new computer now. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Yeah. Uh video card is bigger than my previous laptop yeah yeah video cards are crazy nowadays anyway let's go and wrap this up we can post ramble a bit if we want yeah um thank you guys for joining the podcast hopefully you had fun with us going over the new crisis cards um we expect you'll have fun with them too but uh you know good luck uh this has been brandon and parker jeremy and aaron and you've just listened to the gang in crisis Thank you.
So what are we gonna call this thing? Ah, I got it, okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just gonna put down infamous. We did it. Yeah, buddy. I'm very pumped. Are you? Are you? Yeah, I'm so pumped, man. Like, kind of like half chub, or like no full mast, full mast, full, uncomfortably so. Before we go in that direction, there's something I have to get off my chest here. Um, So I went to Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how much a book is? Uh, like a hundred thousand like... dollars. Just, just a fucking book. Like my kids wanted a book a piece, which would equal two books. They grabbed them. They were both paperback books that were not anything special. They put them on the counter, and then the lady told me twenty four dollars. I said, "What? One book, which was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, because my mm-hmm. kid wanted to read it." The other book was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Neither of these books are anything of like real value. You could look them up and I could print them off the computer, I'm certain. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I yes, paid $25. Yeah, like 25 bucks. And she looked at me and I was like, for which, how much are these? <laughs> oh, well, that one's 15 and that one's nine. Why? Like, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm seriously just. I, I, I was like, Jesus Christ, am I that stupid? Like, I just paid, and then we were gone, and I'm like, you have to read these fucking books. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to need a book report on both books. Very I mean, soon. I imagine they were, like, fairly recent, like, fancy copies or something. Like, they're not just, like, the bargain, like, dollar general ones. Like, you can get those books printed in a lot of different ways, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they weren't garbage, but, but mm. I mean, they weren't, like, hardback special editions. Yeah. I mean, and they've been out for a million years. Like I said, you can, I'm certain I could get a copy of it in the next 10 minutes if I wanted. Like, uh, yeah, <sighs> you could just pull up YouTube and someone would read you the book. Yeah. I, I don't know why all the, all the bookstores are disappearing in this country. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Jesus. The terrible thing all too right. was uh, Barnes and Noble was open in independence and then it shut down a few years ago, uh, just before COVID kind of ish. And I was like, damn. Then it opened back up and I got all excited. And now I'm like, damn again. I'm like, going to buy all the readable material that you can afford. And then you were like, fuck this. No wonder no one shops this. Yeah, store. exactly. <laughs> fuck that. I'm out. I think Barnes and Noble is like the, like the, what is it? Chipotle of bookstores, right? Like it's like they, they think they're better than they are. What? Well, isn't there just used bookstores How is and also Barnes the, and Noble? The restaurant that thinks it's better than it is. Sorry. That's that's not no like like people that eat at Chipotle think they're not eating fast food right oh like they're like oh, oh this is this isn't Taco Bell it's like it's literally Taco okay. Bell okay no I, they've I, literally got I'm shut down yes. as a they've got shut down as a company more times than any other restaurant I understand like for bad food like for uh, nope. like health Subway, departments Subway, Subway is more Subway yeah, is and more White than, Castle White no. Castle literally got rained out of Kansas City I'm just talking about locally oh okay. Like, internationally, Subway has more lawsuits against it for, like, bad food than all the others combined. Well, yeah, just, they don't serve real food. Right. Chipotle honestly shut down twice their entire restaurant mm. chain, twice, because of what they were doing with food. Yeah. To regroup. Well, 
to be fair, at least Chipotle is willing to do that. I think Subway goes, oh, our food is shitty? Uh, keep going. <laughs> it's just yep. like, it'll, Subway. What's yeah. your point? Yeah. What's your... <laughs> Let's build four more Subways. That would be the solution. The new ones will do better than the old ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I uh I normally I okay I just hate Subway like it's just a shitty chain right like nobody thinks Subway is awesome except for apparently everyone I talk to about Subway. <laughs> uh, I'm, I nope, not me. Anytime this topic comes up, they're always like, "Oh, Subway's the best." I'm like, "Do you just eat straight out of the garbage? Like, is it the best because it's free food when you just go around back and eat out of their trash can? Like, I don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> warm deli um, meat doesn't hurt my teeth. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, what was it? We uh, There's a subway really close to work that has a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that at any other sub place, really. And I was just like, what the fuck? You go to the drive-thru and get, get like a meatball sub? And that's mm-hmm. like really tempting because I like meatball subs. And then every time I get a subway meatball sub, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like shit. Like, and I remember it after I get the, it's like a Big Mac, like, oh man, we get a Big Mac and you get one, you, you take a bite and you're like, oh my God, I forgot this was so bad. Mm-hmm. How do you get the entire hunk of like hoagie roll wet and nasty <laughs> immediately? Anyway, yeah. Come at us, Subway. Great. Oh, they're, they're not worried about us. They're not worried about much, honestly. Yeah. We can't do any damage to their brand because they already did it all. There's one okay. employee per store, per store. Like they really don't care. Okay, yeah, not like one per shift. It's literally one person. <laughs> like he never has a day off. Uh, so, did you guys hear the great big news? This is actually news that that I care about a whole lot. Did you hear about this? Is big it about news? Subway? No, this is actually. Not I'm not sure. You, I know this sounds like the start of a dad joke, but it's 100 not. It's really serious shit. Have you heard about this? It just it just hit the fan. Uh, now I'm yesterday. quite confident this is a joke. Go I know. Ahead. <laughs> uh, do you hear about the nuclear fusion lab? Have you heard about it? Mm, no. This all sounds no. like a joke, but it's not. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's just going to be a joke. It's going to be the not a joke joke. Okay, I'm with you, so Parker. You, you've, you've heard of this? You've, you've read it? You've heard of it? Yes. Man, I'm, I'm I am, sure he I invests so, in the lab. I am so excited. Um, <laughs> he owns one of every stock. So, Jeremy, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, because, Brandon, I think you're just going to think this is a, uh, is a joke. Until you find out from somebody else, I think. Uh, but <laughs> the, you repeatedly saying this is not a joke is yeah, not helping the fact because that an arc because reactor, I'm sure. did they make an arc reactor. No, did they so, build it out of a box oh, of scraps? No. So basically, what it happened was um, deuterium, which is an isotope of hydrogen, is insanely easy to find in the universe, and they uh, superheated it with lasers, and it caused deuterium fusion, and that fusion produced uh, a, a safe radioactive byproduct because deuterium, when it fuses, doesn't it just creates a huge amount of heat. It doesn't create a lot of radioactivity. And in the past, that's always taken more energy than it puts off, right? So every time they've tried to use lasers to to ignite and, and fuse the deuterium, it always produced less energy than they the had to net do loss, to yeah. do it. Yeah, it was a net loss. But just recently, they finally got it to a repeatable experiment where they created more energy with the fusion than they used, which is insanity. It's it's literally <laughs> what stars do. Um, so they achieved, they achieved nuclear fusion ignition on planet Earth for the very first time ever. And it's absolutely insane. It's like discovering fire or flight or any of these other things. It's a, it's an enormous, huge deal that we it we is, now have a way to take we we have to make fusion energy 
that is net positive rather than net negative. It's crazy. That's step one for the warp drive. Yeah. I mean, it's step so one for you're not telling us me, all killing each other, too. What you're telling me is Spider-Man 2 was a documentary filmed in real time. <laughs> yeah. Because not real he time. Had that that power, was in the past. He had the, the power the of, of the sun hand. in the palm of his hand. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what he was doing there was... What, like was the, identical the concept, in every way? Yeah. What the concept there is what, well, to be fair, the concept they're using in the movie was something that we have been excited about for a long time. Like, theoretically, it's always been possible because we Six know Six arms strapped stars. to my back? Yes. I agree. I've always wanted that. I so. I only imagine that he, um, like, the person at the lab was like, what if we just had robot arms? And then they finally gave him the money I, to make robot I arms. I knew I works. shouldn't have told you guys this. I thought maybe. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you, Aaron, for being moderately. I was actually, when I heard this today, the first thing I thought was, I was I was immediately felt validated in a real way. I'm around children all the time, whether it be my children or other people's children um, at my work. And since I had to teach them science for so long, I had to tell them year after year after year after year how the world was slowly deteriorating because of our reliance on fossil fuels. And I had to present them all the evidence and show them all the stuff. And every year, they just got more and more depressed. And the thing I always told them at the end of every unit is that – there is absolutely no way to imagine a world in which human beings don't continue to look for an alternative to this because we've always been looking for alternatives and better ways to create energy ever since we harnessed fire the very first time to cook our food and give our own brains more energy. So there's no like there's no there's no reality that we ever live in in which this does not move forward past fossil fuels and i have to say that over and over again every single year and there was a part of me that wanted to believe it that i knew i was telling them because i i wanted this to be true but i was unsure how true it was it, it could be right i didn't know when it would happen i don't like telling kids someday maybe if we keep working really hard i hate the line maybe one day one of you will solve the problem i hate that line because it's it's dumb um, most of them will be rapists so i don't i know this i statistics not very many of my students are going to be the people who solve this problem. But when it actually does get solved, when it actually happens in my lifetime and I see it happen, I go, oh, thank God. The, the future that I have to dread all the time is not true. It's actually the, the, the best version of the future that I dream of. That's actually the one that is most real. I like that a lot. It gives me. It so, gives me do sense. I not have to fear this version of the future filled with rapists that you're making? <laughs> because I, so, this the line of rapists is always the one. The, 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 the rapist line is the one I give every single time. I, my humor you're gets a dark bad sometimes. teacher, Parker. So, this <laughs> is statistically <laughs> way more likely that you have taught a rapist than you've taught like a, a nuclear physicist. Yeah. Fusion. yeah, right, right, right. So that's that's the point. Is my wife Austin says like, if you ever wonder like what kind of you know, people they go to be after you teach them. I go, well, I know that a lot of them are definitely murderers. <laughs> like, like statistically, several of them will commit like hate crimes. Like a lot of them are definitely going to rape. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, and she goes, God, what? I was like, well, statistically, so many more of them will do that than will, you know, do anything useful <laughs> because because the number of people that do great things is so much smaller than the number of people that join the rabble of of you know, of de- degradation um parker can i can so, i tell you what where you went wrong in your storytelling what's that all right i'm going to demonstrate you the proper way you should have approached this you ready what 
What do you call a werewolf that doesn't know he's a werewolf? What? An unawarewolf. <laughs> See, we got through the whole thing without you having a soapbox for nice. eight minutes. <laughs> Did you know that uh, one of my favorite cyanide and happiness jokes is a joke just like that? Um, one guy goes, is it, says, ah, werewolf. He goes, actually, no, I'm a wind wolf. It's 1252. And he goes, what? And he goes, no, that's a what wolf. He's over there. And he goes, and he goes, and he goes, who? He goes, I'm the who wolf. And he goes, and the person goes, like, they, like every werewolf. And so the, the first guy who was scared just kind of stands there as all these werewolves appear and talk to each other about what, where, when, why. It's, it's, it's oh wonderful. He just kind of stares at the middle distance, wondering what the fuck just happened. He thought he was being attacked by a werewolf, and now he's just in the middle of this discussion amongst wolf men. <laughs> okay, now how long until my electric bill goes down? So the price of books. So what yeah. we what we know about it is, um, and a lot of people are asking that question, right? Um, but they're they're liking this to the discovery of flight is is a good analogy hmm. that we definitely could fly. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be this week, right? Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> not tomorrow. However, everyone they've also said that. The distance between, you know, the Wright brothers and the first jet engine were was was a lot longer than we should expect the application of this technology to happen because the the exponential growth of of technology, the microchip processing and all these things is so much faster now. The time between these leaps is so much smaller now than it was before. Yeah, yeah. So it's having much easier to adapt and utilize right, and everything. Right. It's it's much easier to model and create and synthesize all this material than ever before. So it's not this is not the application of this technology is not something we should wonder about in our lifetimes. It's something that is just a matter of time. Um, and the time is not is nearly as extraordinary as you might think, because of the rate of, of, uh, of so of the what to what kind things. of percentages are we looking at here? Because I know it's pretty thin margins generally, right? Like when they because um, when they used to do it and they lost like power, they were only mm-hmm. losing like what was it like five to ten percent? Right. So this what is they were getting. They've got fifty. They got fifty five percent more energy that went into the reaction. Wow, that's a lot more than fifty four percent. So. They put in one kilowatt and they got out one point five four kilowatts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The laboratories that also suggest the reaction released three point fifteen megajoules of energy, but they only put one point three megajoules into it. Wow, that is a lot more than I expected. Yes, that's why they're so excited. That's well, that's because so, so this is assuming they're even going to get better at doing it at some point. Also, right. like they're going to learn the tricks that they've achieved, and so they'll make it more efficient than that and yeah. up the scale. Right. So that's cool. And so the amazing first, is, it's just it's just deuterium and tri- tritium. It's not like it's not plutonium and and I knew it. It was tritium. This is the exactly what Doc Spider Man. Yes, yep. <laughs> Spider Man. It was. It's because we always knew tritium was something we needed to use. But yes, man. How long before we send ships through the event horizon and they come back with monsters in them? Oh, I mean that second part's harder, but the first part's real easy. Oh, okay. You just point it at a black hole and hit the go button. And yeah. <laughs> That's the easy uh, part. You know what's kind of gonna... funny? You know, uh, a funny thing about this. Did you know if you shoot something at a black hole, it actually takes insane amounts of time to actually get into the event horizon? Like every like movies are just like, let's just go in the event horizon. And like five minutes later, you're in the event horizon. Because, because of the, the time dilation? Is time dilation plus just gravity. Like the gravity, you can't just, the gravity of black hole is so intense, you can't just be like, I'm going to point at it and go down. That's not how it works. You have to circle you, like, it whirlpool for, around forever like and ever and ever. Times, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes... It, depending on the size of the black hole, it can take, you know, 
thousands, millions of years to actually get into the black hole once you start circling it. I always thought it'd be awful if you were on like the Mars mission, like the first man. You're like, I'm going to do it. And it takes, I don't know what, five years, eight years, however long it takes, like forever. Mm-hmm. And we invent some way to travel about the time they get there. We beat you there. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you these sons are, of like, bitches. Yeah. Ready to kill each other in this ship that's been going for years and years and yeah. years. And they're already there. They're like, oh, dude, sorry about that, bro. What's the name of the planet? Like the nearest habitable planet? Uh, there's a couple of them. Well, what's the 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 one everyone refers to? It's um something generic. Uh, um, shit. There's no. You mean habitable? It's used like in, you can. No, go, it's or? it's been used in a bunch of like uh, video games and stuff. They they say it's like I can't remember the name of the planet though. It's like it's the hypothetical planet that we would go to if we ever oh. had to abandon Earth. Oh. But it's I can't remember what it's called. It's not Event Horizon, but it's something like very generic like that. Um, it was like. Alpha Centauri, like Alpha Centauri. Thank you. That's the name of it. But oh. the hype. I don't know that it's an actual planet, but I just know Sid it's Myers inter- really likes that place. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the way you get the wind in, in civilizations. You fly at Alpha Centauri, right? right. And so, um, it would be hilarious. If we got to a point where they like actually launched a ship at one of these like theoretically habitable planets, like an interstellar, and then because it takes like so fucking long to get there we actually beat them there using other technology mm-hmm. and they're like why the fuck did we even go like this was so yeah. stupid like i devoted my life to this project and i didn't even get there on time uh, there's a lot of science fiction that's like based on that right like mm-hmm. yeah. I, i've read a few books that are like that where they arrive and there's like these ancient civilization humans that have already gotten there years and years before yeah they killed each other <laughs> it's pretty wild you're like uh oh god my head just exploded mm. Yeah, Alpha Centauri is the nearest star system to us. There are some planets we know that that are around it, but they're probably not habitable. Apparently, on the planet that Thanos is from, you can breathe their air too because I that's mean, t- they did. yeah, that's a moon of that's a moon of Jupiter, and it does have an atmosphere, not oxygen and nitrogen and hydrogen, but well, doesn't matter. It's air. Yeah, right. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, what's I mean, the point of evolution if we can't breathe whatever we want? <laughs> Science. Oh, ah, the statement. That statement is so beautifully terrible. Like everything about this statement. Just... Why would you bother inventing evolution if we can't even? Yeah. Why do you? This is whatever. so. This is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's start I casting before I have die any If we keep if we keep rambling any longer. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, Aaron's very disgruntled right now. Well, he's yeah. like, I, I schedule time for you guys to sit sh- here and yell at each other. Well, no, Parker had, was really excited about some awesome news saving humanity, and you guys just shit all over him. I mean, why not <laughs> just cause... fucking tell him to go go eat a bullet tonight? <laughs> why uh, why didn't you bring up the information and then we would have treated you with respect like a learned individual? Because <laughs> yeah. Parker brought it up. We had to shit on him. Like, that's just the way it works. Mm. Okay. Does it affect TikTok? Because if it affects TikTok, then I'm going to get... Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm growing more and more certain every day that the Illuminati not only exists, but invented social media to trick idiots into basically just walking <laughs> off of cliffs. God, I hope so. Yeah. Like, people are just like, there's going to be a trap one day where it's just like, yeah, the new TikTok is go get on the spaceship, and then they just launch them into the sun. They're like, all right, all the dumb people are gone. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what's going to happen. <laughs> There was an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer made clones of himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they drive out into a field because Homer has to get rid of all his clones. 
And he was like, okay, who remembers how to get back? And one of them raises his hand, he shoots him in the face. And he's like, all right, anyone else? And the rest of them raise their hand, he shoots them all in the face. Have <laughs> <laughs> you caught up on any more of your uh, shows, Aaron? No, I've been having too much fun playing computer games. I haven't been. What have you been playing? Uh, Chaos Gate Demon Hunters recently. Uh, I tried Dark Tide, was not a huge fan. Yeah, I don't know. I, it sounds a lot like just a generic GW game problems where it's just like underdeveloped and buggy. And then by the time they get all that fixed, the next one's out. Maybe. It's your typical uh, required to be online playing with people you don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, you can play with people you do know. Yes. But... but you can't play solo. How about that? Yeah. I beat uh, Space Hulk Deathwing. It was nice. pretty fun. Uh, I hear it is much better in a group because in the main campaign, you only get to play like one of the seven classes mm-hmm. and it's not even the best class because you, you play a librarian in the campaign and in the, there's a tactical guy, there's a devastator, there's an apothecary, there's a chaplain, which a lot of people like, and uh, I think there's a couple others I'm forgetting. But then why, why can't you play them when you play it by yourself? They're, it's just different. Like the whole game is balanced around having a librarian. Um, and you only get three guys in the campaign. You get four people in the um, in the multiplayer. But it's the same missions you're playing. And so if you're solo, the way it's if you've played Left 4 Dead, the way they do the safe house mechanic is the librarian casts Psygate and you just teleport back to the main ship. Mm. And then when you're done with the safe house, you just come back through the portal. And so without a librarian, you can't use the safe house and you can't resurrect your like NPC idiots that get themselves killed constantly. Because unlike Left 4 Dead, the, the NPCs aren't fucking invulnerable. Like, it's the only way they can keep them on the map. Alright, so uh, today we're going to talk about the mission cards. Uh, Have you guys oh, looked at them yet? I haven't looked at them yet. What? Seriously? <laughs> they had new okay. mission cards come out? Lightly skimmed. <laughs> really? Probably a better term. I mean, I've looked at I've read each card. I absorbed none of it. Oh, man, you... I was busy doing other things, but I'm excited to talk about them all today. What? I, I'm going to be the rube that you guys can explain the differences to. Okay. That's, that's my perspective on this. I'm actually... All I, well, I'll, I'll save my... Go ahead. I say All I know is Jeremy has a great Scrolls story when we get there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I wonder who it happened to. You know who it happened to. It's me. It always happens to me. Nothing cool happens to anyone else. So if I said I know this story and I just wanted to see how hard Jeremy remembered it. Then, uh... Oh, I remember it. I remember every way models touch me. Sabretooth is awesome though, right? Is that the take? really good. He's very efficient. He's probably the most efficient four-point model in the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't even know that's a stretch. All right, uh, so we're going to blaze through the news and everything else, and we'll get into the main topic pretty quickly. I figure we'll just go card by card in order, talking about all of them, and then people with experience can talk about if they've played them yet or not and anything they found to be interesting. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this one more one non, uh, non-MCP thing. I finished Andor last night. Because I had to. I started the last three episodes and I had to finish them all. So I finished. I stopped mm-hmm. watching at like six in the morning. And um, do I do approve. It was a good show. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best Star Wars show. But actually, I take that back. It is the best Star Wars show. It might not yes. be the best show set in the Star Wars universe. 
I really I like the Mandalorian because I like the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian right. has some. But amazing... it's not even really a Star Wars show, right? Like there's yeah. Star Wars parts in it, but it has nothing to do with Star Wars oh. either in theme or plot. You're talking about Andor. No, I'm talking about Mandalorian. Like oh, no, the only, I think the Mandalorian it's, it's just window dressing, Star- right? Like no, I think but none of it, is very none of it's Wars. important to the Star Wars story. I think Mandalorian tr- does the Star Wars thing, which is let's make sure that it has a bunch of shit you recognize and a bunch of shit you know right. from other things. It's callbacks, but that's about it. But I think that's where, I think Andor, that is where like super typical Star Wars is is a series of callbacks. Yeah, but Andor is directly tied into like the main plot points of Star Wars. No, I don't think so. I th- actually think it's right. I think it's paving a lot of new ground. I think it's a lot of a lot of shit that we didn't even know was a thing. The only thing that was called back to at all was Saw Gerrera, and we already knew about Saw Gerrera's past, so it's not like we needed to know more about his past. Like we knew nothing about the early rebellion, we knew nothing about it at all. So this is all they're writing it all. Um, okay. So I think, I think it's, but that's why I'm saying like it literally is the story of Star Wars, as where Mandalorian is just like a spinoff. Okay. Yeah, I guess I see. I see your point. There's no. It's, it it doesn't even. The Mandalorian doesn't go back to a feature film. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, I see your point. Right, it doesn't tie into the main storyline. Right, this is... Like, it, it definitely specific... is set in the Star Wars universe, but it's right. it's like a whole new take on how to do Star Wars. Which right. is what I've always wanted, is a just completely independent spinoff that exists in the same world. I so I like Mandalorian a lot, but mm. Andor is what I always wanted Star Wars to be. Which is like, this is the shit I was always interested in. They never showed you any of it. Uh, the, the reason I like Andor is, the biggest reason is shit isn't on Tatooine. Um, yeah. And it's not like the same four locations. And the stakes seem really high. Uh, in Star Wars in general, there's always a huge amount of plot armor. Like, I'm never worried about anything. Um, even though this show, the characters, you know, had plot armor for the most point, the tension was a lot higher. I was a lot... Mm-hmm. I was very excited and nervous for the characters all the time i'm kind of i kind of excited and, and waiting for some of them to die I, I i say that but i guess you know spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't watched the show uh some of the characters that you you come to know when you're with a couple episodes they die so i guess it's not it's not perfectly um it's not it's not perfectly uh plot armored but I, I think it's um the show has a lot of great tension in and i care very very much about every moment yeah all right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. I'm oh, tired. that's awesome! <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, the good news is because Aaron just kept talking, I can just mute myself in the track, and you'll mm-hmm. never hear it until yeah. you listen to this, and then it's going to be very obvious that there was a horrible talking over each other issue. Yeah, I don't know if it's horrible. It just sounds like you just, just like, and just, and Jeremy, and, and just immediately cut him off. And we're done. Come on. <laughs> That's everybody. We're out, guys. Shut the lights off. Uh, that reminds me, have you guys ever seen the, uh, the, the robot chicken does the Jedi Council a uh, bit? The Yarl Poof was with the, the one Jedi with the really long neck and the little head on the top. And oh, he's and he's like the bitch of the Jedi Council, and so 
Mace Window and, and Yoda are talking in one of the scenes. It's exactly line for line. He's like, I think we have our your vision has been clouded. He goes, has anybody else's vision been clouded? I My vision's not been clouded. I've been doing <laughs> just fine. I know these two over here are pretty much the whole council, and they just talk for us. Are, uh, look at us. We're all just sitting here. Why aren't we talking? We're a council. <laughs> we should be counseling. It's <laughs> just like it's the whole point is that the, the all those scenes was just Yoda. And so Mace and Yoda just keep talking over well, him. None of those time. other people exist. <laughs> right. And so they all <laughs> it's just... just a fucking green screen. <laughs> and they all just keep talking over him the whole time. And it's... It reminded me of that moment exactly. In, the, in that moment, Brandon was Ms. Mace Window. And he was just talking directly over poor Aaron playing Yarl Poof there. What's, what's the director of Mandalorian? Is it John Favreau? Is that his name? Uh, he directed some of the episodes. Yeah. Right, right. But he was also the guy who did Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, there's if you watch the the gallery or whatever the hell the the making of the Mandalorian they talk about the the environment I think they call it mm-hmm. anyway they basically do the like a pseudo green screen but it's a projection screen so the stuff that they're standing in front of is actually physically displayed for them that's how they get the natural lighting everything and so but the whole point was John Favreau had talked to George Lucas like about the show. And like they, this is basically what George wanted to do with the prequels CGI, and the technology just didn't exist yet. And so he's like, "This is really what we were going for," but like it just we did the best we could at the time because he's like, "I was pretty sure I was going to be dead before this was ever developed," <laughs> and so he's like, "I just went when I could instead of like when I should have waited till now, obviously." But uh, it just reminds me of like the the common running joke is that like. George Lucas tripped and fell down the stairs so John Favreau could run. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I just, I just linked the YouTube to him just talking in the Jedi Council. Oh, yeah, the Councils. Yeah, it's pretty good. You guys can watch it on your own time. It's fun. <laughs> so normally I joke that we, I have like 48 days of audio recording available, but right now I have 30 minutes and I'm really worried that that's like an actual problem. <laughs> it's going to cause issues. So uh, we definitely need to end in the next 10 minutes. Just yeah, so you guys I, know. I was going to say, I'm, I am fine with ending because I actually am going to, I want to conserve my strength tomorrow. I'm going to come, I'm going to try to come as early as I physically possibly can. I'm so. going to do the opposite. I'm going to play City Heroes until 6 a.m. and then go to work. Sounds good. What could go wrong? Are, is, is everybody else going to be at the store tomorrow? Are we still playing? Playing? You? Playing? I will be. I'll be there. Yeah. Games? Aaron, I have to do some uh, manual labor stuff tomorrow, so uh, you might be running store for a bit by yourself. Okay. Just heads up. I guess I should get there by 11 then, huh? I mean, that would be ideal, but you don't have to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have a lot of drywall work to do, apparently. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Anyway. Cool. See you tomorrow. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace.